Yeah, man. But yeah. That's did you have topics that you wanted to talk about or some shit? I didn't have topics. I'll tell you what I did have. I had a problem with that logic conversation y'all had. Ooh. Okay, let's talk about it. Ooh. I had a problem with that. Ooh. So my biggest issue with that is, okay, so. Uh, have I, we started? I'm a father of mixed kids. Okay, big hold on, hold on. I don't know um, if anybody know that. Big ass titties. You need the titties in there. Oh, yeah. Hold the fuck on. Because this is special right here. This is a fucking event. Um, This is the Just a Fucking Mad Dope Ass Podcast. That was. I don't know. We ain't there yet, bro. That nigga said words. Fuck that. Let's, I was just gonna put one and the other, but you no, like, no, <laughs> fuck that. It's that just a fucking mad merger. dope ass podcast. This is a pleasure, man. Cause like Punch, I, 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 I love you, bro. Plain oh, and sure. simple. Like we played football together, but aside from that, Punch is a DJ, a fucking amazing DJ. Appreciate and it. Punch when he did not have to. For those that don't know, Punch is probably the most humble, the probably the most chill, cool ass legit dope ass dj Ooh. so um my boy would do clubs and he doesn't like to talk on the mic he doesn't didn't like out. did not so at the time i was doing stand-up comedy so my bro was like hey man he just took me to the club with him and the first night like we pull the crates in and all that shit he just hands me the mic like yo just just talk just talk <laughs> just fucking talk just do your shit and i'm like just do my shit he like just do your shit talk and that turned into a weekly thing for months for like a summer where i would go with my boy to this club he would do his set and i would just be able to pop my shit and talk shit on this mic and i forever love him for that because it was for no reason it he, it did nothing for him it, it was just like yo i'm i'm gonna pay it forward like i'm in a position to pay it forward so for that my nigga i always love you and i, I will always appreciate you for <laughs> that, my g made my dick hard <laughs> <laughs> nah man it's, it's rare that we get to like big up niggas and niggas actually admit that like yo somebody helped me like everybody's always with the like did it by myself started from the bottom it's nah bro like, i got a lot of help yeah like that's <laughs> what i'm saying i got a lot of rides and a lot of gas money in there <laughs> come on man and for those who like helped me i'm gonna big you up like i'm 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 gonna make sure that i give niggas they flowers when i when they can smell them like i'm not oh, finna appreciate hit niggas with the nipsey that. hustle something happened to him and then that at the funeral i want to tell everybody how you helped me fuck that nigga like I want niggas to know now because at the same time it might be somebody else out here who need some information that might just need to be able to feel like damn can I shoot this nigga a DM like that no nigga like these us him like we here like, you know you know what's crazy niggas, bro I'm gonna be completely honest with y'all and we gonna get back to that logic we gonna get back to that we're logic conversation that. and this can actually tie into it actually let's do it so I recently let's say from I want to say. And I'm being real honest here. I've never talked about this on anything. Oh, um, I've probably since, I want to say August of last year when I turned 30. Okay. I went into the deepest depression I've ever fucking been in in my life. Oh, that, that's a that's a crazy topic to talk about. He's a therapist. The deepest. He's a therapist. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go I'm ahead. Working. I'm working. On so the biggest issue that I had was I couldn't believe that I was turning 30, number one. Because you just hear the number 30 and you go, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's pretty fucking close to 40. Got you. And it's not only that, but my girl was pregnant. You know, my girl was pregnant at the time. Got you. Got and you. it was like, damn, you not only are you turning 30, but you're bringing another baby into this world. And all I could think about is when your baby 10, you're going to be 40. Mm. When your baby 20, <laughs> you're going to be 50. Mm-mm. And I would do the math. I would go through a period where I would see people walking down the street, and I, 
and I think like damn that was just a moment that shit just fucking happened right now it'll never happen again that exact way and they gonna die and, but they gonna have that memory I that's how fucked up I was in the head I think so I don't know that's kind of like perspective like I've, I'll do that like I'll look at something and be like this is a moment yeah but just who do I got to break my 20 hots out right now? My, my little copay or what? <laughs> no, nah, no, no, This one's no, free. free. All right. No. It's just like, I'll do that, but like, look at it as a, I don't know, like try to turn everything into a positive. Yeah. Like I'm big on like, like everybody is now, like it's popular to be like positive thinking. Yeah. So it's just like, I'll never see this moment again, but that's dope. Almost makes shit like, um, it makes it like art to be just like every day is kind of like an yeah. art type, type deal. So actually I went to go see a therapist. You know, my therapist said that exact fucking thing. Oh, shit. So I started to change that shit around, right? Hey, I'm learning. Right around the beginning of the year. I thought I, I was know. just throwing away money. <laughs> <laughs> you just threw it away, bro. I gave oh, you 20 hots too. Anyways, um, yeah, so like around the beginning of the year before the baby came, I started tripping even more. I don't know. I have fell back into a little deep dive, and at that point, it was about the it was about my daughter. Mm. Cause now I'm thinking, cause I'm I'm so fucked up in the head at the time. I'm thinking like, you know, when you was young, you was chasing bitches. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna chase your daughter. It don't matter what your daughter look like. Somebody gonna chase your daughter. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants to fuck that's, your daughter. That's a fact. Yeah, without a doubt. That like, shit fucked me up so bad. Like I, I couldn't watch porn anymore. Like not even on no funny shit. I couldn't do a lot of things anymore. And that shit tripped me to fuck out. So now that I'm kind of on the positive side, where I've learned how to handle it, and I'm like I've been, I'm on the uh, what is it called, antidepressants and shit. That's helped, but like I flipped everything to where I'm like, okay, let's go positive, let's go positive, let's go positive. And the crazy thing is, the more positive that I start fucking thinking out loud or I start like saying out loud, the more I'm really paying attention to people like, like you when you just big me right now. Mm. Motherfuckers do that shit. I don't know how long people have been doing it because I've been so down on myself for so fucking long that I never fucking saw it. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers could have been doing it the whole fucking time. I didn't fucking know motherfuckers was doing that until. I started thinking positively. Do you believe in the law of attraction? Mm. Uh, yeah, I believe in the law of attraction. That kind of sounds like what that that's is. What, yeah, that's what it is. You know what mm. I mean? And like finally, like that's like what I was talking to you about earlier when you was like, I seen that post that you put where it was like, if I invite you on my podcast, it's because basically we have history together and I want to reconnect with you. Mm. We don't have to be homies like super, super like close anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's cool, bro. But I just want to see you. Yeah, check in. Check, check in. in. I want to check in with you, and I want to yeah. have a conversation. So what? It's gonna be on fucking. It's gonna be recorded. But like, I want to talk to you. Yeah. More you times than not, the people watching this was in a room with us when we talked before. So ain't no need yeah. to be. Nothing you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like that's cool. But going back to that logic thing. So hold on. Let me let me let me just chime in real quick on that, bro, because I wanted you to get that full thought out. Because myself, even myself, like I'm big on therapy. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm huge on it. Like I've I've done it. I do it, and um. I don't know, like the perspective that you have, I completely understand it. Like, I, I feel like that's one that most men have, but it's a weird thing, man. Like I have a son, I have a son and um, my son has an older sister that I actually raised. Like yeah. me and his mother dealt with each other and I, I raised his older sister that his mother had from a previous relationship before I had him. Um, but the love from my daughter, I never looked at for me i always said in my head like it's gonna be niggas gonna have a hard time like i understood niggas is gonna try to have sex with my daughter like yeah. of course in my head i never got nervous though because i was like niggas gonna have a hard time trying to fuck my daughter like that. in reality like she gonna get this game bro 
because like you said i was a sleazebag and i did certain <laughs> shit in my life so it was like yo like in every in every aspect of my life i've i feel like i modeled exactly what i would want my daughter to date okay i'm even for the shit Re- that recently? i call which <laughs> recently no wait, no wait, like let me let me go through it your whole life <laughs> Let I was like, whoa. <laughs> no, like, let me go through it. Let me go through it. All right. Okay. No in, judgment. Rea- in reality, the, the sleaze bag shit that we've done, yeah. those are the experiences that we fall back on and rely on to be able to, to teach us how to properly treat our women. Okay. When we look back at the sleaze ball shit that we did and we look back at it consciously, we realize that we did some fucked up shit to women and that we never want to inflict that pain again. If, like, real men, when we look back on that moment, we be like, damn, like, I... I'm an adult and I realize what she was saying to me now. Like yeah. hindsight is always 2020. You realize even shit in high school, chicks you just dated in high school might have smashed and dashed when you was in college, Juco, whatever. Yeah. You start to realize like the gravity of how you would impacted them and you never want to do that to someone ever again. Yeah. So with that, you move better. So I always tell people like experience is the best teacher. You can always be told about something, but if you don't experience anything, like we can't. It's only so much you can live off of secondhand. Yeah. Like, it's only so much somebody can really teach you just off stories. You got to go out in this world and practice and exercise these things. So, for me, like, I, I just feel like I understand, like, the the um, the casualties that have come with me and my learning experiences. Okay. If I ever come across somebody that I know I've hurt that expressed any hurt to me, like, I'm at a point in my life where I have no problem apologizing to oh, no. a woman that I met that I know back in the day. Like, yo, I, I was shitty. Hey. I've made various yeah like <laughs> inbox I'm not messages. searching people out though <laughs> yeah, I've made know. various inbox messages like yo I'm not yo. gonna search you out I'm not gonna search you out like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not, not looking for I'm your Facebook I'm not searching I'm shit I'm sorry I'm searching I needed that nah if, if I come across <laughs> you in Winko and I remember like damn that's what's the name motherfucker <laughs> said Winko <laughs> yeah like if I see you in the grocery store or some shit and, and you be like I, I can remember like oh fuck that happened I don't give a fuck where I am like if I'm in a club or anything like I still abide by the old school rule. Like niggas back in the day would be like, yo, wherever you acted up at is where you got it. Like if you, yeah. if a nigga tripped on you in church, like you beat him up in church. Yeah. So I still act like if I had that same energy when I was out here doing fucked up shit, I have that same energy when I'm out here asking for um like forgiveness for shit. So when uh-huh. I don't give a fuck where I see somebody at, I be like, yo, hold on. I, I beat that nigga up back in the day or like I cheated on her. <laughs> let me go. Let me go. <laughs> Let me go apologize in front of the kids and everything. Yeah, nah, I never beat a nigga up in front of his kids. No, That's no, 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 I'm saying oh. like you over there apologize in front of his kids and everything. Like, yo, hold on, I got something to say to your daddy. Give me nah, a second. And that's the thing. Even with that, that's what I'm saying. Even if I see a nigga with his kids, I'm gonna find a way just to like, you know how a nigga can like, you know, you beat a nigga up and seen him and been yeah. like, yo, my nigga, like, and just dapped him up and he been like, all right, cool. Like, because we're at the point, bro, where we're too old for this shit. Really are, man. People aren't fighting. If at this point, if you with it, you with it, and you pulling out a pistol. Nobody <laughs> wants to fight anymore. Oh no, man! If I fight somebody, I gotta take off three days from work. Like that's my back hurts, my knees hurt. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go to work on Tuesday. My finances are affected by a fight, nigga. <laughs> you know like in more saying? ways than one. I fuck like, around and get arrested. Like, I gotta bail on, myself man, out. Exactly. Like that shit is so much work. So like, not even on that, but just like on some shit like you said, like the idea, like the idea of that you have with your daughter, man. Like understand something. Nobody's gonna you, your son. You'll never be able to go live with your son and his wife. Hell no. 
your daughter will go home and tell her husband like look my father's sick he's coming to live here and he's gonna be here for as long as he yeah. needs to be here I got somebody you go- to take care of me exactly <laughs> they're like you looking at this from the total wrong perspective man you gotta look at this from the good perspectives your daughter is gonna love you unconditionally papa I love papa man I've I've been around hurt? for a very long time and you know that <laughs> papa papa gonna be like yo dad dad um Ah shit! Is that a thing with sons? Like they wouldn't do that? No, that's nah. a, not all sons. Like I'm an only child, so yeah, I have to. No, yeah, without a doubt. Like for my pops, I would like, and like my lady knows my pops and yeah. all. Like so, it's a different thing. Uh, but for the average motherfucker, like for the average motherfucker, to go home and tell your wife, like yo, my grown ass father is about to move into our spare room, our garage, basement, whatever the fuck the situation <laughs> no, the is. Fuck he not. <laughs> She'd be like, no, he not, because I got pottery <laughs> class and I put my pottery stuff in that room and we not doing that. They oh, mean, I shake the table. She man. gonna move moms in quick as fuck though. Oh, what? that's the problem. Who? What? She gonna have every. My mom can <laughs> oh, babysit the kids. That's bad and dynamics. You be like, oh shit, I guess she just coming, huh? <laughs> Yeah, see, By that, the time y'all be in the middle of the conversation, the mom be moving her shit in. You be like, oh, bitch, no, what? That, that scenario is wild to me. Like that bad politics in the home. I would move my father, and at the same rate, I'd let you move your mother. But I, at the same time, we are men that have nice. amazing relationships <laughs> with our father. Like yeah, the motherfucker who just oh, have yeah. an average relationship with your daddy. Like if you got an average relationship with your pop, like he just fed you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cause you know, like we thirty and shit. So I mean, our pops came from like the nineteen sixties yeah. and fifties and shit. With no love there, it was no love, nigga. Like my, my dad cries about it now. My dad got to the certain age where he started crying. You know why? And Grandchildren. Grandchildren yeah. For some reason, yeah. our tough ass fathers who loved us the harshest and never like. Like, I, I ain't gonna hold you up. My pops was a tough nigga. He still would say I love you and yeah. do certain shit. But it was still moments where I still wanted a hug and prefer to hug. <laughs> where the nigga would tell me, like, yo, man, you got, hey, man, come on. We got man up. I'd be uh, like, yo, like, my bone's sticking out, bro. Like, this shit broke. Nah. Like, my leg broke. Yeah, oh, I did that shit to my son the other day, bro. I felt so bad. <laughs> and now I, I understand it, though. My son was, four, man. We was pra- look, man, we was practicing in the front. He, uh. He uh, he played soccer, so he's like, I mean, I'm gonna be goalie, old lazy ass motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's gonna be goalie. Like, all right, man. You know, we started kicking the ball around. I'm like, get over there, act like you a goalie. This motherfucker, the ball went into the street. He took off running. Motherfucker don't never tie his shoes. What he do? Fall, scrape both his fucking knees. Yikes! Mm. This motherfucker was on the ground, and I'm talking about that old school scrape where that blood running down mm. to your socks. Ooh. And I'm just looking at it, and I'm trying not to trip. But all I could think in my head was like, this is a life right. moment. Don't trip, Papa. Yeah. I got you. I go in that motherfucker, and I'm like, Papa, just just man up. Look, it happens all the time. Look, it happens all the time. You all right? You see these motherfucking lower lips. Oh, the, oh not that. <laughs> not the lower lip. Not, not, oh, no. I'm just like, hold it in, Papa. As you a father, right? is that you got it? Yeah. Bro, is that bad? I made him, fin- I made him finish. I don't know. No, no. My, my, my statement is there's balance in those moments. Like When you said your father, like you wanted a hug or something, like an expression of love is one thing. But also kind of instilling that like my father's big thing was he would give me love my father would always be also be like because at first like it was my you know i mean my sister eight years apart so yeah. for a while he was like i got nigga. a question about that too <clears throat> yeah for a while it was like he was like nigga that's it so his mode was you are young black man you going in the world by yourself you don't have the luxury to be kind of walking around soft not like yeah. you know not nothing about any wherever however anybody could take that just literally you don't have the luxury to be out here and crying over a scrape knee. Get up, wash it off. You're not infected. It'll scab up. Yeah. You need to be able to keep it pushing. So I think there has to be a balance between everybody's favorite buzzword now, toxic masculinity, and... That, that word bothers the shit out of me sometimes. Because yeah. so, so everything is that, but... I'm like, first of all, it's it's scientifically not possible. 
There's nah, no such thing as nah, toxic masculinity. Nah, it's not toxic. Nah, it's just some dumb motherfuckers nah, that fuck it up for everybody else. Nah, punch. I'm gonna disagree with you because I believe in toxic femininity. Uh, so, so you have to be equal then, if that's the case. So that's, that's all my you're whole saying. Thing. I'll give it to you no, only no, no, because I, I you're trying it, to like, be toxic, equal. No, no, toxic femininity came equal in rights. response to toxic masculinity. Like to me, I feel like women get hyper feminine in response to men that like. You have to be careful when killing a monster that you don't become a monster yourself. Yeah, okay. So that's my whole thing. Like when women are trying to dismantle this system of monsters, which is toxic masculinity, which I believe is real and exists. And I feel I believe there is a whole group of men that are sick as fuck. Yeah. Alabama isn't a, perfect, a prime example <laughs> of that shit. do you think it's masculinity that's doing I think that? it absolutely is. I think it's certain shit that goes, I'm a man. So like. Certain shit is just really like I'm a man. I'm bigger, stronger. Like I have so, a dick. Like, so what is masculinity? Is it a chemical? No, I is think masculinity it? is depends on what you identify it as, though. That's what I'm saying. These men identify masculinity as I got a dick. The Bible says I'm supposed to be head of household. Like masculinity could be defined by a whole bunch of things. And as I get older, it changes and it evolves. Like I'm a firm believer in without without evolution, you bound for extinction. So back in so, the day when we was young, for us it was chasing women, being able yeah. to beat niggas up, being one of the best football players, lifting yeah. the best weight. In reality though, like being able to fuck the most women, what that really do for you? You end up with a bunch of kids and child support. Yeah. Being able to beat up everybody, just get you a bunch of enemies. You're an old nigga that can't go outside with your kids no more. Yeah. Like, football, you, you end up with CTE, lifting weights. What you lifting weights for? For real, for real. You a big buff nigga that work at T-Mobile. Like, my shit is that your masculinity is defined in reality by the things you need for your life. You are a man with a son, a daughter, and a, a lady. Like, you need certain things in your life. You need the ability to be able to compromise. You don't need what another 15-year-old... You don't need what a 15 or 18-year-old needs or a 21-year-old man needs. You don't need that. Your, that does, your masculinity is not defined by what that man might need at this time. Yours is something completely different. Question. So I think it's defined by what you need at that time. So is toxic masculinity those masculine aspects, or is it just... How do I say, like, an overabundance of them? Cause That's like you, what I was thinking. Because like, is, is it is it... It could be a over, in my opinion, it could be an overabundance of something, or it can be a presence of something that's not necessary. Is it too much of something. something that's yeah, that's too, what it sounds like. Too, sometimes it could be the presence of something. Period. Sometimes it could be the presence of because too much of something. The biggest thing I have with toxic masculinity, where I think like, okay, I don't agree with it. I don't even agree with that term. Is because to me, when I hear to toxic masculinity, all I think of. Okay, they're trying to say there's too much masculinity in that one person. But if you're talking about it in a different way where you're like it's just a whole different type of type I of think masculinity it's when you hide behind, you I think it's when you hide behind a negative when you hide a negative trait behind I'm a man. That so sounds, and, that sounds right. And in reality something like some women some women dead ass can't say shit back to their husbands. Yeah. Some women dead ass yeah. without fear can't say shit back to their husbands for the simple fact that he's a man. Yeah. That to me is toxic masculinity. Like your lady would never be able to not feel like she couldn't. Come on, man. No. To me, so that's what I'm saying. It's like men who don't exercise toxic masculinity can't imagine the idea of that. I've seen you love your mother and love your lady both. Yeah. Like so, I, I understand how you treat women and how you respond. So the idea of toxic masculinity to you is far fetched because it's things that are completely disassociated with really being a man to you. So that's my whole thing. It's like okay. That, that's why you so don't I've approve of it. That's I've, why you I've don't never like had it. To break it down like that. So at the same time, it's kind of like when niggas break down fuck boys. Like you get mad to even hear like when niggas be like, <laughs> like the definition of a fuck boy. You be like, yo, this uh, like niggas exist like this. Like it's some shit. Last look, week, matter of fact, on the episode, I had to tell him like he was talking. We were talking about um, 
I don't know, it was some type of men. It was in relation to men that do like weird shit. Yeah. And he was going like, yo, that's weird. Men really do that. Men really do that. And I'm like, we have to stop. That. Like, it, it exists. We can't call it weird. Some niggas just need to learn. Like, you really got to learn. Like, this is not okay. This yeah. is not right. And this is not how you should do certain things. Like, But some people don't oh. learn because they don't have that role model to let them know what's right and what's not right. That right there. Like, because that's what I'm saying. Like, I think we have an internal moral, comp- moral compass that allows at us to At some point, though. Do, at, to a, to a certain still extent. Need, like, because to say we just have an internal moral compass, that brings about, like, a child has an internal moral compass, but I wouldn't send that motherfucker to pay my taxes. Exactly. Because he's four. But... With the whole thing of, t- <laughs> well, I don't know. I might not be doing my taxes right either, but you know, you know what I'm I might be doing my taxes like a four year old. Nigga, you might well, need that four year old. But that's what I'm, what I'm. What I'm saying is like, like when you say toxic masculinity, I think maybe there might be a. I don't know if there's a better term because I just think what it sounds like is if this cup is masculinity. This is good. Toxic is where you fucking it overflows. That's, you, that's much how of, I thought. About okay, it. so like too much you, of anything is a bad thing, though, TJ. No, no, I'm not. I'm not denying it, yeah. but I'm saying like, like. What the I think the problem is when people say it is they're starting to when you like you said with women like did, what, what was it like when you try to defeat a monster you become one mm-hmm. it starts to boil everything that is manly into toxic masculinity like you said you know if you beat up a nigga like that's toxic to a nigga sneezed at me and I'm gonna beat his motherfucking ass but I should be able to use my hands to defend my family that is that's that is ma- that is properly masculine and fucking something you should be able to do to beat up a nigga because he stepped on my shoes in the club that becomes toxic masculinity so i think the issue becomes as somebody who might know how to fight where i think he might have an issue with it is because people boil that into masculinity the fact that i fucked a maybe however many number of people that you might have fucked to a certain degree, you don't want a nigga who don't know how to fuck these hoes. It's not that. <laughs> so, it's not so that if, but if you're treating women like objects, that's toxic. If but I happen to have go. had a good, uh, uh, not a good one, thing. a regular sexual history, that's not toxic. That's just me. I like sex. And it's, a right way was, to, it's a right way to do everything. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking about toxic masculinity in the form of like a unit of measure. So that's where I fucked mm. up at. Because like he was saying, like, okay, this is masculinity. Toxic masculinity is anything above this rim. Okay, that's how I was seeing it. Not in the form of, okay, this right here, this whole set of, of things, of ideas, that's toxic. Mm. That's where I was thinking. That's I think why that's I, just how people present it. Like, people yeah. don't present it in a way. Or maybe way. I just listen to too much Joe Rogan because that motherfucker hates that <laughs> shit too. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think, again, that's because of who you're listening to. And I, I'm a firm believer in consider the source. Yeah. So you have to sometimes consider who's talking, and there's so much that goes into that. What's your pain? What's your story? What what is your level of communication? Like how can like what what qualify? And I think now that comes with like so many people, and I always laugh at this as motherfuckers who do podcasts who always say too many motherfuckers have a platform to talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just freely out here talking Saying ourselves. Nobody's qualified us for this. Yeah. Exactly. So it's very hypocritical of me. But I feel like so many people have a platform, but so many people are not qualified to have a platform. Do not take that platform or responsibility. Don't understand that people are gonna listen to you and run with that opinion that you have. And so you have but, to sometimes consider the source. On what you're gonna take at in. What, at what point is this a free country to where motherfuckers need to make their decision and make right choices when it comes to who you listen to? No, that's why I say consider the source. Consider the source. Like in anything else, motherfuckers will be vegan, motherfuckers will not um, uh, drive cars that emit certain fumes and all that <laughs> shit, but at the same time, you will sit there and mentally, like you will sonically con- um, digest any fucking thing being said by anybody you'll visually watch anything and so you'll eat good live good and do everything but mentally you you only thing you consume is smut so 
that shit in turn fucks you up. So for me, that's what I'm saying. Like mentally and what you take in, like you have to consider the source on what you what you mentally take in too. Yeah. So what you digest mentally, you got to consider the source. What you take in emotionally, you got to consider spiritually, all of these things. So sometimes well, I think we just, focus too much on just the physically what we consume, if it's good or bad. Consider the source with everything you say. Motherfucker, you listening to saying that you ain't shit or some. What the fuck is this person happy in their life? Is misery just looking for company right now? No, is man, this, they make good know? memes on good quotes. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that matters. Like you don't that's gotta what be I'm saying. Like sad. this person who's telling you that you have toxic masculinity, where are they at? Are they truly someone who actually understands what are they're they saying? Are they? Yeah, like do they have experience? Like what are you? Who? What am I listening to from you? Like what? Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck are you? I think who the fuck are you? How do I say like that? It always sounds simple, but I think people take it like don't take into account sometimes, like the level of whatever fancy words you want to put it in of like self reflection it takes for you to go. How is this really like fucking with my vibe, my energy, and like people abuse those words now, so it sounds corny to say, but those are yeah. real things. And people be like, I'm listening to such and such asshole on whatever the fuck npr.com and you'd be like you realize this person all they do is say negative shit it sounds good they got all the fancy good words they sound like the best tumblr post but everything they're saying to you is something you could have said in five words but they're saying it very nice but it's full of just negative shit you just, just stabs yeah in reality, some motherfuckers gotta understand sometimes that it's niggas out here that got a platform that it's literally their job to do that Oh, that's one thing I was trying to say. I forgot. Yeah, like it's some motherfuckers who literally have a platform and their job is to shit down your throat every day. Not that. When you said the thing earlier about like podcasts and everybody shouldn't whatever with their platform, the idea now, like, because I know it's like, you know, everybody be free and clearly we're sitting on a motherfucking platform for your opinion. <laughs> Which one? Sobriety kick? Yeah, I got a cup full of alcohol. I put oh, alcohol I in this. Yeah, oh, I've been pulled up the whole time. You bullshit. Yeah, you, you just you came I'll here with that what. with that dirty yeah, vodka. You're Twenty minutes slow. I'm trying to wonder. I was like, maybe this yeah. nigga just trying to get like loose. I was just trying to get high, but all right. Oh no. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. there goes the rum. I'm proud of you, man. Rum is good. I'll fuck with, I fuck with rum. I don't drink rum enough. I need to start that up. My next thing gonna be rum. We should nah. rum. No, rum nigga, don't help me. Nah, nigga, I fuck with. Nah, nigga, I fuck with rum. Rum don't. I like rum. Hey, I don't know what's up with my body. Eventually, I'm gonna have to give up liquor. I don't want to digress from the conversation that we in. Eventually, I'm gonna have to give up liquor because I'm getting very like vodka gives me gas. <laughs> Tequila <laughs> makes <old>. me angry. <laughs> I'm getting old, nigga. Whiskey. Let me tell you some whiskey. Dick is so real for me. Like if we <laughs> if if you. I go out and drink whiskey like the night is you over. You just sound grown. Like every grown yeah, man. Like, sound every, like a grown man. Every grown man has his like, drink. I tell you what. Yeah, you I, tell you what I tell you what. EJ was always a motherfucker who would be in high school. And like if there was ever a time that one of us needed to speak to an adult in an adult fashion, <laughs> this is the motherfucker we would send. And we would stand there and he'd be talking to the adult and we'd just be looking like, this motherfucker's so grown up. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't shit. <laughs> He over here making deals and shit, and we just no, sit back here looking like some dumbass kids. That's the true thing, because like everybody was mad when we was in college, and EJ was the only nigga who beer connected. Like it was just really disrespectful. Like, oh man, fuck this motherfucker. Yeah, we I was out here looking like Jose Cuervo and shit, just with this little skinny mustache and little peach fuzz. EJ I mean, I walked up. Shit. Yeah, I tell EJ you what, I don't up have with a chin any, strap. Like I don't grow underarm hair, bro. This is a miracle. What? I you don't, don't grow, grow underarm hair? Nope. I you have no fucking pubic hair, Aquaman. and I grow no underarm hair. Wow, you aerodynamic as fuck. Yep. <laughs> and I just got this, bro. It took me. It took me to thirty to start growing a beard. That nigga said this is three years of not shaving. This, this is, is yeah. It's just about it's about a year. <laughs> nah, man, I'm I, trying so hard, bro. 
I had a beer since ninth grade. Like, I'm trying so hard. I got a beer with my eighth grade promotion, nigga. By ninth grade, I had to. This shit was connecting. Oh, by the time I got to Bellflower, I was telling Punch, I got kicked out the whole city of Long Beach. Like, nigga, they was like, you can't go to. I can't go to Long Beach City College to this day, nigga. I can't. Enlo- I can't to enroll this to this day. Oh, so you been? Oh, so you been getting niggas kicked out of shit forever? Because yeah. EJ got me kicked out of all of Dallas. Yeah, no, I got niggas no, kicked out of the city of Dallas. No, yeah. I got kicked out the city of Long Beach. Like I can't go to Long Beach State. I can't enroll in Long Beach City. I couldn't oh, enroll in no. I wish I, I wish I could follow up on, uh, on Cal State, uh, Long Beach, no, whatever it is. I wish I could follow up on a situation that happened with you back in the day, but I, I'll wait till after that. So Fuck it. What is it? Is it about a woman? <laughs> no. It's, it's about a fight. It's about a day you came over here fucking freaked the fuck out. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> it's most so I'm sitting at the crib with my girl and we just posted and I think a lot Papa was Papa was a baby. Papa was but yeah. Papa was a baby. This motherfucker gonna pop up. Punch, bro. I need receipts. I need something, man. Oh, I fucked man. Up. Don't talk. Wait, how many? What year is it? What year is it? <laughs> it ain't been seven. That's why I was talking, you talking about it? talk no, it's about been it. Seven. It's been seven. You're talking about talk about it. Papa nine. Papa nine. It's been seven. <laughs> it's been seven. We can talk about it. He go, all right, you sure? It's been seven. All right, he go, he go, punch. What I need DJ seven? receipts. I need something, bro. Like, what the fuck? I fucked up. I fucked up. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what to do, bro. He was tripping, bro. He, me and my girl was sitting there trying to help this motherfucker so bad. And I finally, I'm like, what? I finally get him to calm the fuck down. And he's like, man, I fucked up. I'm like, what happened? Tell me why I was at work. And he worked at a bank at the time. Let's take that back. Stop. Don't tell the story. Okay. We, I Stop. can edit. Don't tell the story. Don't tell the story. Don't right. edit it. Don't edit it. But don't tell it. We're going to stop I'm, right there. We're going to tell... stop right there. That's we, what we're going to talk about. And he's camera. like, I got some questions, though. That, we're not going to okay. tell stories. I, I'll, I'll, I'll the tell man you. is consistent. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this. Um, I just wanted to follow up on that. <laughs> I came here in between well i'm free i'm talking to you so number one that's the follow-up yeah, you would still probably still would have been like that. oh come on man somebody want to kill obama would probably would have pardoned me it was it was non-violent, non-violent. would pardon me um no um Go ahead, i came to you it. i came to you in between waiting for a call that allowed me to not worry no more okay I came to you. I called. So you panicked a little too quick. I did. What you saying? Okay. Without a doubt. All right. Look. I panicked, like, cause I'm a person that's always like, yo, I gotta cover my ass, like, C- yeah. CYA, like, I gotta always cover your cover your ass, like, I always cover my own ass, even if, like, even though I know my team of people is solid, like, I know everybody around me is solid, like, I'm lawyered up, like, family got somebody on retainer, the whole shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, niggas don't, um. The worry wasn't, the worry wasn't what it should have. The worry wasn't what it was. Like it shouldn't have okay. been that. Like it was like one of those, like the first time. Like you reacted too quick, the nigga. Okay. Like it was like men and black niggas. The niggas <laughs> came in with the black suits and the glasses on. Hey, he and was the, shook, nigga. I was. Like, I ain't never seen my boy so fucking. I was shook. like, yo, like, and when the niggas really told me, like they explained to me some shit, and I was like, yo. You know, because when you're in the process of doing some shit, you you just be doing it, and you don't be knowing that you be doing what you be doing yeah, you, until the end of it. You be like, yo, I did all that. Yeah, that's a story, though. Yeah, like, like <laughs> it's like playing football. You A nigga run for 250 yards. At the end of the game, he don't know he ran for 250 yards until nah. somebody tell him, like, yo, you got 125 yards in the first half. Like, you just be like, oh, shit, I just been playing. Yeah. So I was just playing. I didn't know I had 125 yards in the first half. Like, nigga, <laughs> niggas came to me and was like, nigga, you on track to get a 500 yards in this game. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, 
I was like, all right, just uh, put it in the back. I wrote it back or something, nigga. I don't know. The best part to me about this story that didn't turn into a story is like, this clearly happened pre-college. I met this nigga in college. No. What year was this? No. It wasn't? No, no, no. What year was this? What year did y'all What year was Papa born? Uh, Oh, nine. I was, I was done with college oh. by 09. Well, then never mind. Yeah, this nah, is, nah, no, take that back. Okay, well, then never mind. This is prime time because yeah, from college <laughs> on. This is when college was done. It's nigga. like, prime no, no, no. It's from. Oh, no. This no. college was done. When we were, oh. when we were in. This and is then, me flying back on homecoming bro. and like buying the liquor store. When like, we this were <laughs> in school and then when I come home and I'm always kicking it with this nigga, it's like. Why do y'all have these stories? Weren't you? I like, yeah, I was going to class and then I was coming home and then some reason I hang out with EJ and like stuff happens. Nah, this is in the club, <laughs> buying a section, private bouncer. Like this is this is. I was like, nah. oh, he's here today. Hey, I don't. Nah. Want oh, you he went there today. Nah, this is some different shit. This is. Hey, I niggas went. You know what? Anybody, I don't want you to tell this story because there's a strong chance that I was around and it didn't happen. Anybody who knows me from that time, like I fucking loved Crooks and Castles as a brand. Really, the clothing brand. You don't say. Yeah, that's as you would why. know. That's why I I went to the Crooks and Castles store one time. With somebody who will remain unnamed, and we spent so much money that the owners of the the brand who was at the store that day came out the back. This is when they had the storefront on Sunset. Niggas came out the back and was like, "Yo, we needed to meet y'all. Like, we wanted to meet who was spending this much money." And them niggas invited us to go with them that night to the Lil Wayne concert. They was like, "We got a private suite. Like, y'all pull up." Like, so when Punch say like a nigga was nervous, like you have to understand, like. Shook. <laughs> Like, <laughs> fuck that shook. Like, <laughs> nigga, it was really like the, one nigga came in the room, bro. He didn't say nothing. He just stood there. He didn't take a seat. It was like three oh, extra was, seats. Oh, he was waiting for you to make your move, bro. This nigga just stood there like this. The other nigga sat down next to me, nigga. Was he, he next a, to the door? The, no, nigga, he wasn't. He wasn't even next to the door. That's the ill shit. He, he wasn't even worried about. He you. wasn't worried. <laughs> he wasn't worried. He had like, that thing, thing, bro. Bro, <laughs> the other nigga sat down in front of me. He was tweeting. He was twisting a pen, nigga. He said, "Look." He said, da-da-da, 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 da-da-da. Nigga, it's never been a nigga that said da-da-da, 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 da-da-da. Let me tell you something. I'm a nigga that's done a lot of shit in my life, bro. I've been in a lot of jams. Nobody ever told me da-da-da. And a nigga ever told me da-da-da, da-da-da, and made me actually be like, huh? Nigga said a number, bro. It sounded like you walked in a John Wick scene. Nigga, it was so... They was dressed like a John Wick scene. Niggas was dressed like John Wick, bro. Jeez. This motherfucker nah, showed us to just, my house suited and booted still. And I'm like, all I can think to myself is... The nigga said two numbers that was so high, bro. <laughs> I got so nervous. <laughs> and like, because I'm a nigga that know... I, I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm going to stand up in my shit. Like, I, whatever the fuck I got to do, I'm going to stand up in my shit. I'm going to figure out a way to make it the best situation for me. But I, I, it's hey, certain morals and shit I that I stand on that I'm never going to give up. Did you finish your shift or did you like leave right after that? Nah, nigga. When, when, them, when, nigga, when them niggas come get you, they don't let you finish your shift? Because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, Bro, that wasn't corporate security. That did wasn't he, corporate security. No, shift? no, nigga. <laughs> my manager came to get me. Corporate security came to get me to tell me, like, yo, it's some other niggas here. Oh, shit. They, that were, they escorted you to the real ones. <laughs> Nigga, my manager escorted me to some niggas from corporate security for the company who will remain unnamed. 
and then them niggas took me to the Matrix niggas. The niggas look like the niggas from the Matrix. Fuck. Like the nigga from the Matrix that kept fighting Keanu Reeves and wouldn't die. And it was them niggas look like that. They had receding hairlines and shit. I was like, these niggas will take me to jail right now. They ain't got no hair in the front. They are so unhappy with their life. Mr. Like these niggas. <laughs> Mr. EJ. Mr. EJ. <laughs> nigga said, bro, that nigga said a number so high that was a minimum. He's like, I ain't having no kids. <laughs> nigga, what? But like I knew I knew that. Like it was just it was just a matter of like getting this shit in order. I went home and told my pops and all that nigga. Like Damn. I called my pops and like told him like, yo, this is the deal. I'd have cried. Ooh. Nah, I wasn't gonna cry because like cried. it ain't nothing to cry about. Like it's just some shit like we gotta I gotta try to get my shit right and make sure my shit in order. But I'm not crying about it. Like I don't know. I'm stand up nigga. Like I'd have cried in the car. Nah, I wouldn't cry <laughs> in the car. Shit. I'd I have cried in the bro. car. Bro, I couldn't. Like, ain't no time for that, nigga. We gotta make shit right, nigga. Like, get <laughs> shit right. Ain't no time for crying and being a bitch. That's how you fuck around and get raped. <laughs> 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 bro, this bitch crying. Well, I'm niggas, I start crying. They like, fuck it, we gonna take them today. I'm going to lock look, up. I'm crying and shit. You look, got me fucked up. I'll tell this. I'll Hell no. Nah. I got on the per nigga, I had like a lavender shirt on that day. Listen, wow. I remember what I was wearing. I was going to lock up in a suit with a lavender shirt crying. Man, over. come on, man. I'd have to mm. fight 27 niggas that look, day in the whole cell. Check this out. Mm -mm. I, I say this because I have experience with the motherfucker. Um, I had got locked up with somebody, and uh, we we uh, we both we both was in the same. I don't know why, but they was getting ready to put us in the same holding cell. And uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. That must be no. the dumbest shit as a as a police officer. They had a mic in that motherfucker. They had a mic in that bitch. I'm gonna let you <laughs> I'll know. Tell you know, we worked it out. But <laughs> <laughs> um, like I went in there and all I could like I'm I'm not even tripping. I already know the get down. Mom's already told me you go to jail. Don't call me. I ain't gonna bail you out. Mamas always say that shit. Got you. You know what I mean? So I didn't call moms. I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Fuck it. You fucked up. I wasn't adult enough to, to to understand that. I walk in this motherfucking cell and all I see is the biggest fucking crying baby I've ever seen in my fucking life. Fucking oh, standing up. Shit. He didn't know it was me that was going in the cell with him. So he stood up, balled his fist up. And <laughs> oh, no. And I looked and I'm like, what the fuck? He thought he was gonna have to fight me. Ugh. Well, this nigga, he didn't know it was me. Punch a 6'5", Mexican nigga with tattoos and shit that walk into your cell. Essentially, no, you just think I like, had long hair, so I looked like a Samoan at the time. Okay, so there you go. Jesus. This big ass tattooed ass Samoan walking to your cell. You a scared nigga in jail for the first time, not knowing if this who this nigga is. Like, I might have been ready for a fight too. Like, I ain't gonna hold you up. Like, we was they was they was taking us to the back. Ready for a fight sounds good, like but starting out sniveling, I don't think that's a good. No, to me, like the idea, <laughs> like I've never once niggas start speaking about jail, fight. bro. The idea of crying is gone out the window because to me, if you are gonna cry when you go to jail, you might as well take your pants off. Yeah, I, I, like if you are gonna cry when you go to jail, you might as well take your pants off, my nigga. Like to me, like I ain't never been to jail. I ain't never had a pair of handcuffs on me. Like that's how like blessed I am in my life. I never had a fucking pair Man, of handcuffs I'll on me. I'll tell you me. what, that shit was wild. We wasn't even in jail, jail. Like we was in the holding cell. Yeah, right? the holding cell at, looked at like the, office. At the substation. <laughs> we're at the principal's <laughs> office, bro. We're not even in the. Yeah, that looked like detention. You, you in know detention what I mean? We're in detention. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm sitting there, whatever. But there was a dude. I'm not gonna lie. There was a dude in the next cell. It was a black dude, big buff motherfucker with dreads. This motherfucker walk in. They put him in his cell. I don't know what the fuck. I, I looked at him. I was like, this person obviously has experience. <laughs> Push-ups off top. I'm like, what the fuck? I had to get it break it down to me by one, of, by one of the other dudes. He was like, oh, no, nah, man. That's one of them dudes that's ready. What do you mean he's ready? He ready for war, bro. Like, 
That's the nigga that come in and fight the nigga for the house. He he's, thought they was gonna put that. Nigga. Yeah. He thought nigga was going he's, somewhere. He was gonna fight for his with house. The shits, bro. Yeah, nah. Like like I said again, I, I've never been locked up, but like all of my family have gone to college and taking government funded vacations. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So a nigga will let you know, bro. Like when you get in there, like. The niggas in my family are not niggas who just like are like passive niggas. So when they get there, they be like, yo, nigga, I'm finding the nigga who run the house and I'm beating this nigga up. Like whoever run the dorm, whatever we in, like I'm coming at this nigga. I'm letting, even if I lose, niggas gonna see me fight him so well that they gonna know. Like, you know what's right. crazy? I might be the biggest motherfucker in there, like height wise, and you know, I'm a big dude, obviously. Yeah. But I'm not looking for that. I'm looking to do my time. I'm just trying to kick it. I always I'm say I'm trying to be that dude in that movie scene on the prison where they on the yard talking trying to get shit, some toothpicks like Wesley. Talking shit, yeah. Like yeah. I'm trying to play basketball. You got a beat bit. on and shit. You know what I mean? Hey. All I'm doing is you know talking shit. That's all I want. Yeah, nah. I don't want no real you smoke. Just play dominoes. I just want to kick it. I want to play cards a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I roll with the blacks. I don't go with I don't go with the Southsiders. So like I I like I, I think I, that's kind of like I want to play cards and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that hey. He was, that's what the part that really shook his ass because we was going to the back and he was like, hey, bro, you got my back, right? He thought I was finna smooth move with the fucking Southsiders. <laughs> they put, bro, they put us in a cell with two other dudes, two other Mexicans, right? And I go in there and he look at me quick like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Jesus. But I'm like, I'm like, I got you, bro, don't trip. So I'm in that motherfucker. I scared the shit out of him though cause, and I did it on purpose just to fuck with him. Uh, somebody in the other cell started talking they First thing you do when you go into a uh, jail is, especially like at the substation, everybody you spread know, your cheeks and cough. No, everybody <laughs> want to know what time it is. What time is it? What day it is? Got you, got you. So got you. you know, a motherfucker yell at me, "Hey!" In Spanish though, what time is it? What day it? Is? What day is it? I shoot that shit back in Spanish, and he look at me like, "Oh fuck, you already go, you already straying away from the fucking plan, bro." <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I thought you. Were I think I never heard you speak. Wait, I take that back. I have. I, go ahead. You heard me speak yeah, to Pops. I, I, yeah, I was about to say that. I was. I didn't want to say that on camera, but yeah, yeah. Pops yeah. don't speak no English. English. Yeah. Let me tell you some shit that. about my Pops. Pops don't speak no English. He's been in this country for more than 30 years. Amazing. Shout U.S. citizen. <laughs> How a motherfucker that speaks no English is a U.S. Nigga, citizen? Nigga, when he told me that back in high school, I thought that was the most vote, gangster shit And can ever. vote on your fucking fuck rights. Him. That's he was crazy. so real, That's nigga. Wild. Like that, that he was just like, nah, I'm not ever getting yeah. acclimated. Fuck an accent, nigga. Nah. I'm never gonna speak English. Nope. And I'm nah, gonna take that pops, test in Spanish. No, nah, his pops are real. When he's <laughs> like, nigga, we own this motherfucker. They took this shit. Fuck them. The nigga said, he own that shit too. Y'all speaking a foreign language, nigga. This is Los Angeles. Have you said? Hey, nigga? and my mama white, so that that conversation is always hilarious, bro. Because it always turns into some old shit like that. We it say always we, turns into a, a race battle. Oh, without a doubt. My mama done got called white trash by my daddy. Oh, God, shit. Damn. Shit. <laughs> that motherfucker know how to cuss in English. He gets wow. intense around he this gets bitch. Intense, okay. It's kind of like a motherfucker who speaks English only learn the bad words in Spanish. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. That makes sense. It's the easiest part to learn. That's I'm fine. sorry. We haven't talked about this, and I really want you to get to this, the logic conversation. Oh, let's, shit. Let's yeah, do it. Fuck me up. All right. Let's do it. So, what was the logic? The, log the logic conversation. Y'all were talking about how... Um, Charlemagne was saying that he panders to black people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then I also heard somebody say that sometimes maybe he's too black for the white people, but too white for the black people, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, somebody said that the black people don't fuck with him like that. Mm -hmm. Ever since he maybe went mainstream or something, like black people don't fuck with him as much, right? Were these mm -hmm. all your quotes? Because these I are listen, okay. These I don't because okay. I don't listen to logic enough to have this <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, so my not dissing, I just had. So my big by my, the depth of the mic. My question, my question was, okay, 
So if the black audience isn't 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 fucking with him like that, mm-hmm. does he have to chase the black audience? Like, does he have to be like, yo, like, like I'm I'm just trying here. At some point, it seems it's gonna seem like he's trying too fucking hard. And if the white people are fucking with him a lot easier, then wouldn't it be easier for him to just make that money over there? Monetarily, yes. He doesn't have to chase our audience. Like once you kind of whatever that stupid term is, crossover or go pop. Yeah. Which is popular once music. He, when, once yeah, he wasn't can, Bobby anymore. Yeah, you can chase the festival dollar. You can do whatever. Like, yeah, like you can, you know, like you don't need. That's what a lot of artists do. Like they'll take us for the pop off. And then once you kind of go over into the whatever popular realm, you can just ride the wave, the festival wave, whatever wave. Yeah. Kid Cudi. Yeah. You don't necessarily need us. They'll need us to for trajectory, but not to like stay on. They just use us as a jumping point. Okay. So what's the biggest issue? Do y'all want him to keep chasing the black, the black uh, fan base? I don't know if I have. A I just want enough. you to be you. I don't. Yeah, if, I don't know if, if I have enough. If him is what he is right Roger, now, then what's the biggest issue going on? Then the biggest issue going on with that is that for me, when we see people in the black, to me, this is my whole thing. I'm a person who's listened to Logic for a very long time before Logic. So hit you mainstream. have a personal interest. I I definitely do. Like I'm personally vested in this. I have a vested interest to a degree in Logic. I guess you would say. Um, I remember like the stories Logic would tell and like the Bobby Tarantino mixtape and things like that like my thing is this bro like you came up off of amazing lyricism at a at it, I'll put it like this at a point it was m- like mumblings that Logic could be one of the people that could be competition for Kendrick okay you went from that to I don't want to die. Like, <laughs> but see that song. You right started there? doing suicide songs, and I understand. I'm a person who's like, I go to therapy, and I'm 100 percent with that. This is my thing. Do not start doing the shtick. Like I hate when people do the shtick thing. Like this is hot right now, and I'm gonna get on that, and I'm gonna show I care about it. Like, and how do you know those were his intentions, though? Maybe he went through some of his damn stuff and he felt like he needed to say something about it. Sometimes you got to give the pe- the person the benefit of the doubt. Certain shit is believe, too convenient for me. If you believe... I don't believe in coincidences. No. If you believe in... Do you, do, okay. Before then, did you believe in logic and his product and what he was spitting? Did you believe that to be real? Yes. Then why can't you believe if that's genuinely him being real back then, why can't he still be a real person and not go into it because it's popular right now or it's cracking right now and just say, you know what? I'm genuinely interested in this because this happened to me. Because I've why wouldn't seen, you give him the benefit of the doubt? At a certain point, I started to see a disauthenticity in logic. I, see this, I started to see him switch from what I believe was the authentic logic. Like, this is a guy, to me, he was rapping about like, and, and, don't get me wrong. He came up in the hood in Baltimore. Anybody who I believe come up in the hood, you come up with PTSD already. You have traumatic nights because of the things you automatically see just in your natural environment. Mm-hmm. This is a man who was biracial, raised in Baltimore, which is like the heroin capital of America. This man seen his, seen the wire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's seen his brother sell drugs to his father, yeah. their biological father, biracial mother, like... I mean, a white mother, so he's a biracial in the hood. He looks more so white. And out of all of his brothers and sisters, he looks the whitest. Little Bobby. That's why he said his mom always protected him. Yeah. So his stories, of course, you can have a traumatic situation with that. My thing is um, you... I seen once he hit a certain plateau, I started to see a change in him. Like, Logic was a person that 
to the best of my knowledge, he's divorced from his um, wife now. Okay. His wife, he married at early on in his career. I'm going to be committed. And after he started to hit a certain plateau, like it was certain, just this, uh, this things that, that to me were like um, a yeah. 180 shift that happened way too fast. It, it happened almost. Authenticity. It, yeah, he just wasn't authentic anymore. It wasn't him. Like, he wasn't telling his story anymore. I felt like he was telling a story for someone else. You thought it was disingenuous? Disingenuous? No, no, no. It was disauthentic. Okay. Like, because I felt like he was genuinely trying to. Did I just make that word up? I felt like it was. No, I, I made that word up. Like, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> made up. It's unauthentic or whatever, but it was disauthentic. They don't know me. that. No, fuck that. <laughs> I, I said it and I was like, wait, that sounds like, like a word. Because, like, it's okay. disingenuous. You just gotta say, you just gotta it's unauthentic. Say it like, it's just like. To me, I think he was genuine in his attempts to pander. Okay. <laughs> like I feel like he was genuinely trying to fucking pander. I feel so like that's what pandering is. You're making it, it, so he went into it with maybe the right intention. I think the biracial card started to run short. I think the biracial thing stopped being such a fucking taboo. Mm. And that he could no longer go with I was little Bobby, too black for the white kid. I mean too white for the black kids, too black for the whites. I think that stopped being a thing and like biracial, my daddy smoked crack. I think he started once he got out here in the mainstream and black people started fucking with him, a lot of the people who was fucking with him for being a lyricist were people who was like, Yeah, that story is cool. Like like we don't that story's not nothing new though. Mm -hmm. Like you are expressing a pain that many of us live with like that's a traumatic night in the hood like we understand it's a Isn't fucked that up what thing gravitates people towards you though is you're telling a story that they can identify but with but he yeah. didn't he didn't he wasn't telling it for re the ability to relate to people who had the same trauma he was telling it to get sympathy from people who had the same trauma uh, i mean so like when I do said, you think like that started though when did i think no 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 to me that's what he was the whole time he was doing it like when i first found logic like he was rapping really well like he was telling that story really really well but after you listen to so many tapes of that yeah. you realize that like the first tape you have to look at like a nigga's getting out 20 years of his life and then but you can't use that material no more essentially yeah essentially that's therapy so it's kind of like when we listen to get rich or die trying by 50 yeah. that was 25 years of 50's life so a lot of that was shoot him up bang bang gun 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 but after he went 10 times platinum with that the next album we didn't believe 50 was in the hood selling bricks and still shooting niggas every day so the massacre didn't land as well because we wasn't believing it no more like when you work through or when you start to speak about these traumas and these hard times and these it's you have to have some type of progression with that like you have this as an artist if that's your subject matter more times than not you have to progress some with it like we see that with nigga like meek mill like if you're gonna talk about jewelry and all this eventually you got to get off the roadie and you gotta tell us something else what about like, somebody like q because so he, consist he consistently goes through his mental health yeah. things even even this la even his latest one like plus the interview with like the crash talk thing it's one whole fucking but in that just, same interview though in, in Crash Talk he said that he made that like he said he didn't make that for anybody but himself like he, he said he made three albums that he deleted because it was certain shit that it was one album that he made where he was trying to get shit off it was another album that he was trying to make where he was trying to rap for niggas he, he talked about three different albums that he made before he got to Crash Talk which the final album he said was just an album that he made so the issue is not Logic's content is that you don't believe his content is authentic I don't believe his content is authentic no okay I, I believe it's I, I, like I said it's disingenuine it's unauthentic just to be to be correct in my so speaking so you're saying he's pandering I 100% believe he is like to me there's never been any hint of suicide in any of your music and I understand sometimes we make music for other people but you went from a crowd of people over here who were dealing with a whole certain issue that you could relate to and you just decided to pick up something 
that you were just like, yo, this is a suicide. Okay. I don't want to die. So I just feel like mental health. So how would you feel if somebody, how would you feel if you found out that somebody approached him with that song? I wasn't even going to swing that way. I was just being devil's advocate. Like, what if now that <clears throat> every song is not made for everybody to make? I think at a point you have to take responsibility for your art and understand what you're putting out there because once you start to, once you make a song, a nigga make a song about suicide and every nigga in the world who's suicidal gravitates towards this and go, oh my gosh, you saved my life, you saved my life. Do you really want the responsibility of what you just did? Do Before you, you jump into this for some money, do you really want the responsibility of this, bro? Maybe he did. Question. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting to. Do you but what think, else have we seen, though? Hang on, hang on. Do you think that in a world now where mental health is like, I mean, I guess popular, but like it's a, it's okay to talk about it, that he might have saw a lane where, hey. Aside from Logic these, performing that song, what else have we seen? I don't know, because I can't speak to I him because I haven't followed Logic. No, no, no. Certain shit, bro. When a nigga donate his proceeds from something, we just seen Khaled donate his proceeds to Nipsey Hussle's son, yeah. his, his children. When you see certain shit, bro, fuck that. Logic is a big enough. Logic going top 40. He going top 40 radio, and you as a DJ understand how important this shit is. He goes on top 40 radio. He goes on white radio. He doesn't do any urban pla He doesn't do any urban radio. And more times than not, you got to go on the same building and the same floor as an urban radio station to walk right past and go to the top 40 radio station. Mm -hmm. Fuck that, bro. You in no way contribute back to this craft that has created you and you still take it like that's my whole thing what bro, if is that he's you? at a point where he's giving up where he's like i don't fuck i was with me speaking anyways. more to the mental health not how can you how can we not us. fuck with you when you started rapping to us and you got to this platform was he rapping us I i'm only know. telling you I as a nigga who listened to him <laughs> i'm only telling you as a nigga who listened to him i'm a nigga i'm somebody from the west side of compton i would have no reason to relate to logic i wasn't i've never been suicidal in my life i would have no reason to listen to logic if the whole time he was rapping about suicide I mean, I think I can literally tell you lyrics from this man's song where he was talking, where he, he has a whole story where he he has a song where he raps his perspective, his brother's perspective and his father's perspective all in a crack deal. That makes sense. I mean, if that's his story. Uh, yeah, but my whole shit is, is that like and again, I understand traumatic nights and PTSD and depression come with living in the hood and going through certain shit. So that's okay. what I'm saying. I'm not completely taking away from to me. It's just too much of a coincidence that you picked to do certain shit at a certain time someone and whenever that comes in question instead of just really coming and tell the story if it's authentic and it's all it's real what you've gone through you choose to get defensive and call charlamagne someone who who we've truly seen champion for mental health you've called him a cloud chaser and you attack this man instead of being like we both fight for the same thing let's sit down and let me show you how let me show you that i'm authentic and let me show you i'm real in what i'm saying why not do that? I, okay, I'll tell you this about Charlemagne, and I love Charlemagne just as much as the next person. I watch all I watch all the interviews. I I, I listen to the brilliant brilliant idiots podcast, but he is a cloud chaser. Uh, I don't think so. I think he's a cloud chaser, and I think he stirs shit up. Yeah, it's like, but that's because he's the content king. He said that his damn self, and he'll stir some shit up for some content. And I have no I problem with it because it's Charlemagne, and we already know that that's Charlemagne, and we know what he's doing. We know that he if if he's fucking with somebody, if he's talking shit about somebody, he really doesn't fucking care. Like he's just trying to get ratings. 
I think Charlemagne tells the truth, and I think in an era like yeah, obviously. I think in a, I think in a time where so many people in the industry want to be friends with people, and you want you you shouldn't say anything bad about somebody that you cool with and that you kick it with. I think that's a taboo. Like a motherfucker who's still friends with a motherfucker, but still tell you the truth, just like a conversation we had earlier that was off air when you said something about somebody and you was yeah. like, "This is this," but I could say that because that's my nigga. Yeah, like I think sometimes Charlemagne looks at it more so as. I can say this about you because you my nigga. And I'm going to say this to you in your face if you ever call me on it. So I don't think, like, to me, I don't think he's ever shown any shame, whether he's getting pressed in a room by Birdman and 10 people or if he's talking to Lil oh, Mama no, and like, she crying. I believe he'll do it to somebody so to me, in that's front not of a face because he showed it. To yeah. me, yeah, I think like a person who's willing to deal with the consequences and repercussions of it, it's not a clout no, chase. So I, I think totally he always that, stands but... in his opinion and I think that's his real truth. And I don't think he's saying it too... Um, stir up any feather i think he's saying it to live in his truth and that's a big thing when you go to therapy and when you and and champion mental health that's a big thing for you as your therapist and people always tell you like i guess live in your truth like you have time, to live in your truth and you can't hide that before anything else because you have to start living a fake lifestyle especially his position no, he give one I'm opinion not, that's not real i'm not saying he's living in a fake or he would live he would live in a fake lifestyle or anything like that all i'm saying is at the end of the day he's in the radio game he's in the radio business he is going to do what it takes to get ratings i see nothing wrong with that because it's your job sometimes people i don't necessarily I, look is, at it as cloud i look at it sometimes as like i don't look at it like i think in his past it might have been cloudy things i think what he does is like you said it's truth and in radio and in media a hundred percent unabashed we'll talk truth now because all three of us got to get up and go to work tomorrow yeah but <laughs> this ain't the job yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but charlemagne is in a space where he's one of the only ones that is champion that this is my job to be up here and talk this shit but i can tell the truth like you niggas talk in the barbershop so it might come off as clout ish because everybody else will be like like okay like what like yeah this shit that you obviously did that is some fuck boy or fuck fuck bitch shit probably wouldn't be talked about because it wouldn't be like nice in the media realm but i don't he, and he said it before i don't know these motherfuckers for real i'm gonna say what you guys are talking about in the comments i just have a bigger platform so it seems like I might be whatever, but what you and your and your homegirl or your homeboy talk about in the car, I'm going to just say that shit on air. The reason why I have opinions on, on Charlemagne, which, I, like I said, I have no problem with it. It's it's you're in the radio business, like get them fucking ratings. <laughs> let me let me hold on. Let me stop you right there. And this is another thing I always hate. If we see somebody that's good at something in the media, we always feel like they have a cheat code. This is my whole thing. You are a DJ that is excellent at your craft. You don't need a cheat code to be able to do what you do. No. There are some motherfuckers that are naturally born to do certain things. So when you do, it's certain people that naturally when they speak, you want to listen to them. Yeah. Gravitas. Like when they talking, you want to stop. And like, it's like Obama when he's speaking, he's, um, we're going to go and we're going to, yeah. you want to stop and listen <laughs> to him. And, and yeah. Like, so no matter how outrageous the shit he's saying and that's kind of one of the appeals of trump trump can say the most outrageous shit but you're gonna stop and listen for a second to this motherfucker say you're something about to be like, what, what, what about yeah to say? no matter what you listening to it for you're gonna stop and listen to it and i think charlemagne is one of those people i don't think that makes him a cloud chaser you do your job well and it's a it's a flip of the coin it's a it's a gift and a curse with that it's positive and negative so I can't just choose to be like, oh, I love so much how articulate he is about positive things. But when he's explaining something he don't like or it's not okay, I don't like that. Like, I, I take I, that man. Look, I, if Charlemagne is saying something that I don't agree with, I still listen. And that's because I'm giving him the respect of his opinion. Uh, we, we ain't shit without our opinion, right? Yeah. So if you have an opinion about something, if I don't agree with it, 
dude, I could be, I honestly could be sitting here with a Republican or a super right wing person, and I'm, I could have a conversation with you because guess what? If you allow me my opinion, I'll allow you your opinion. I have no problem with that. So I've never had a problem with Charlemagne the God's opinion. The only thing that I can say is, and I'm, and I'm not discrediting him for it. I'm just saying, okay, you talking about me? I've never needed when I DJ. Would you say I never needed a what? Like a. Uh, uh, you never angel. needed a gimmick. I yeah. never needed a gimmick. Okay, I'm not saying it's his gimmick, but guess what? I have tools as a DJ. Maybe that's a tool he you uses. You think cloud is no a tool? Yeah. I think. See, that's my whole thing. I think cloud comes with a negative connotation. I think truth can be a tool. I don't think cloud like, can be 100 negative. To be completely honest with you, because I don't think if it comes you're with a using po- it. If you're using it to 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 do your job, I mean, that's what comes with the business. But that's only self. Like that's only beneficial to you. Like I feel like if you're using clout to be able to benefit a greater good and be able to benefit the mass of someone or something, you like that's something else. But like if if we're saying that he's using clout to only be able to benefit himself, which more times than not people are saying, like nobody's saying somebody using clout to be able to help the world. That's the case. You just got a good fucking cause. Using clout, it comes with the negative connotation of you doing something for yourself that's not actually a talent. You just stirring some shit the fuck up. That's Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is clout. Soldier Boy is I'm the best fucking rapper. Drake, Drake. That's that's clout shit to me. That's a gimmick. When a nigga, that's we, that's a clout. That's but a I think gimmick. clout is a gimmick though. Like when you out here okay. clout chasing, that's a fucking gimmick to me. That's you doing some shit that's not authentic and real to who you are. If you a motherfucker who just tell truth and stand up in what you are and you take your consequences for all of your shit that you do, like. I'm a motherfucker who got a loud mouth and who gonna say what he believe and say what he feel and whatever my consequences is if you wanna fight me shoot me whatever it is I gotta stand up in that and I gotta be able to defend myself and be able to but the moment I start to talk myself into situations I'm not ready for I gotta shut the fuck up like that's not me cloud chasing no punch like you know me nothing I've ever said has been for niggas to be able to talk about it it's been because nah. that's been my truth and that's been what I wanted to say yeah. so I think Charlemagne the same motherfucker I'm not cloud chasing this is my truth you motherfuckers it can be sensationalized to y'all because it's something different than what you've ever seen but that doesn't mean that I did something extraordinary or I did something that was chasing a negative fame or infamy it's not that at all I told my truth and so many of y'all motherfuckers is fake that the way a real truth lands on y'all it seems like somebody's chasing negative attention and that's I don't think that's what it is okay I could I could, I could fuck with that you definitely fuck no, with that no that was that was it like I just think there's to be a distinction between yeah and again and it's, a, it's a single person's <clears throat> opinion it's a single person in reality what Charlemagne, what Charlemagne says, and what he said about logic is a single person's opinion. What I said about sh- what what I said about logic, and what I said about Charlemagne is a single person's These opinion. These men gonna make their money regardless. Yeah, like I mean, people. But I'm saying people still have the right to crown it and and label it whatever it is. It's people that's gonna look at what we do and say us criticizing certain people on our little old podcast is us clout chasing and looking to get somebody to respond to be able to get us more followers or whatever mm-hmm. it's a matter of opinion just as what he said about logic is a matter of opinion just as what logic said about him is a matter of opinion yeah. everybody just got a fucking opinion and some people gonna agree with it but don't none of that make that shit etched in stone and make it a 10 commandment like nigga yeah. Charlemagne might yeah. be a clout chase to a motherfucker to me yeah, yeah that's one thing like if there's something that you can find truth in then that's a valid opinion and you can kind of like you know everybody has facts or you got a backstory about it but I do think we, because we said we were talking about this earlier. Now I, I thought about it again because we kept saying the word opinion. We live in a in a world now where like, because you have an opinion, somehow somebody has to listen to it or it makes it right. Yeah. And not just going some opinions are just flat out wrong, and you don't have to like really <laughs> like you don't like every like it's this whole thing of like respect and opinion. You know who had an opinion? Like Hitler. 
Damn, that we like Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> nigga, my motherfucking bro. I knew I, where that, he was going with it. I was I'm waiting saying, for it to like, get there because I knew I was finna slip Hitler nigga, in. Nigga, I knew that was Hitler it. Was like somewhere, because people were like I have an opinion. This my motherfucking dog. Hitler had an opinion. His Hitler opinion was one, like, nigga. you know what, Jews are like. Mm. Maybe not. I That's not. Like em. Yeah, it's like you know what? Like, fuck it. Like, maybe me and my little mustache. We just gonna put these niggas yeah, in the gas nigga. room. And like, nobody here would be like, "That's his opinion." You should really like, no, nigga. That's terrible as fuck. He did it in his country. He built a wall around the country, and it was his opinion to kill Jews. Yeah. Like, no, nobody doing that, my nigga. Yeah. No. That's, that's not. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's fucking. No, because R. Kelly can't build a, a gate around his house and chain oh, bitches up and pee on them. I was no. recently told because I'm doing the homies' uh, mama birthday party. And they sent me a little playlist just to give me a little idea of what they want played, bro. There was no fucking R. Kelly on there. I was upset. I'm like, first of all, you don't send me into a family get together without allowing me to play fucking Step in the Name of Love. You gotta, I don't give a fuck. You got to get, get the Michael Buble version. Get the Michael Buble version. So I'm sure some white man has done a cover of Step in the you Name of Love. Kid, you understanding you that they the money. Version? Do the kids hey, version. Look, black people don't give a fuck as long as we hear Step, Step. As long as we hear no. Wayne Williams, DJ Wayne Williams. <laughs> In the record, as long as we hear that, listen, we don't give a fuck who's listen, saying it. Nigga, I was a seven told, year old white kid. My problem with that was, I was like, look, man, because I have, I have this thing. Family get togethers, bro. I don't do them a lot, but I got a three hit a quitter. You know what I'm Go saying? Go ahead, let me see it. It's, it's okay. Dinner's over. Let's do it mm-hmm. real quick. Hey, punch! It's time for the. I bet you, I got the answer to this real quick. Watch it, because okay. I know what the three is. Go okay. ahead. To get it started, not to end the party. Go ahead. You know how to end the party too. Yeah, you know that. So we gonna hit him. We gonna hit him with the cupid shuffle. Hmm. Go hit him with a wobble. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to hit him with Step in the Name of Love. Got you. Wherever we go from there, we go from there. So the, the, I was told I can't play one out of those three fucking songs. So now I have to fucking, I have to supplement. So, I gotta so find my whole thing else. is this, though. Let me, let, me, let, me teach you to, let me teach you something that I, I think is a good double up right now. So, you know, before I let you go. Yeah. Beyonce has a version now. That's when you gotta go home, I don't want though. That. I don't oh no! Oh no! We're not I, doing that. I thought that's to when me, you gotta go home. Though. To me, no. Nah. They played it when you out the door. Like I you get like one good like go before oh, you gotta no. go home. Oh no! Come play. on, you got way what? I don't like coverage to play. I don't. I, Beyonce play. and I'm, Take You. Okay, I, I I fuck with you that. Like, no, I fuck with you Ooh, sometimes that original in the car. No, I fuck with you that original original hit harder, but that shit ain't bad. Like Beyonce did that shit. Besides, I follow I follow before I let go with buy out from with I. Follow outstanding with before I let go, so I kind of already got that in That's there. That's nice, bro. but it's kind of like, like a it. pump fake though. That's like what I'm it. saying. You get to pump fake and just get to like the Beyonce take Keith, like take Keith, fuck these niggas up. Like it's still a <laughs> hip hop song, so it's like a pump fake. Like it's a like a. Oh, wait, uh, wait, you said family get nah. together though. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't know. I don't know if Auntie want to hear it's Beyonce. Not about to say she the 40 plus. she want to hear Frank Beverly, man. She don't want to hear Beyonce. I don't know about. I don't know. Maybe I mean they might argue with it. They don't want to argue with a DJ about what a nigga should play at a party. I'm not no, I'm no, I'm no but DJ. They don't, they don't want the I'm no DJ. I know my family. I know my family. Stepping in love. I got uncles and shit that like to play. Yo, let's come to a hole in the wall. And <laughs> hey, you play some motherfucking Beyonce. Get up there and sing. Before I let go, they cut all this shit off. I'll tell you what. Cut right it now. off. I'll but tell I'm, you what. I'm talking about 40 year old women. Though, I'll play like, the them too. I'll play the instrumental. Compromise. Let's see what happens. I want to see some heads turn when I play it though. Nigga, yeah. I can see like, tables at my family with like flip right now. You play Frankie Beverly. He don't come on. <laughs> the biggest issue I have right now is like they're from they're from Chicago, so I really want to play oh, some nah, fucking R. Nah, Kelly. Nah, that mean they that mean they some, that mean R. Kelly fuck one of their nieces. If they from Chicago and they don't want to hear no R. Kelly, if a nigga from R. Kelly, if a nigga from Chicago and he don't want to hear no R. Kelly, R. Kelly fuck somebody in, on that family tree. Uh, actually, bro, that's not a bad. That's not nah, don't yeah, do that's, it because you might really fuck around and get uh, fucked up. Somebody might be like on phone them grave, bro. Like, 
old phoneme. Like, you be like, wait, what? You remember what he did to Portia? Right, exactly. <laughs> you hear a nigga be like, nigga, that, that was my niece. Like, nigga, that's my niece. <laughs> exactly, bro. It ain't, it ain't worth it, bro. If a nigga, niggas is from Slide to the left. Let me tell you something. If a nigga from Compton and don't want to hear no music from the game or Dr. Dre or Easy oh, E man. or Kendrick, you would be like, um, hmm. something happened. Like, something happened, nigga. Like, you personally vested in, like, not fucking with the, Not a single R. Kelly song? Not one. No. And you one. from Chicago. First off, you was that's from you you from a steppers like come on how you gonna step like they gave me so they gave me a, a fifty song playlist and a they, fifty song playlist not one R Kelly no no listen yeah that's what I'm saying wow. that I think that's where the point was being made because I got a fifty song playlist and it was basically you have to play these songs but base your music for the night around these songs right mm. so it's basically everything I would have played anyways you know what I mean it would have been like outstanding and then it would have been like you know like I said Cupid Shuffle Wobble stuff like that and then like some R&B you know what I mean some music Soul Child stuff like that you know so the I didn't see any R. Kelly and I was like so none of first of all none of this pertains to R. Kelly cause I'm like <laughs> oh, I can't go there with it I can't go there with that song I can't go there with that song so I'm like oh they just don't want me to play the catalog at all can like, you sneak in Cha Cha Slide before Cupid Shuffle? Yeah. But Just see, do that. No, I got to do that when it starts to die. See, come on, man. You're fucking up my formula here. So, <laughs> like, when it starts to die down, when motherfuckers start getting a little tired, little bits. Uh, Cha Cha now, y'all. Wow. It sounds like you're playing a party for Spotify. You, what you need to do is bro. Bro, you need to find you a 40 year old black woman. And ask her like, "What is a song, bro?" I'm my girl's black. Like her family's black. All I got to do is walk around the family. I go. I DJ her family get together. You know, I got this down packed, bro. Nah, it's a specific. Like somebody called biscuit. Yeah, like <laughs> you gotta like. I don't know, cause like you know, it's still all different black aunties. You got like a bougie black auntie. You got a hood black auntie. That one auntie that listen to new the, music. Yeah, you got the family black auntie where she don't really. She be like, oh, y'all be safe doing all that. Like she be outraged <laughs> by everything that be going on for years. Do you care about her at the function though? Do you care no, about yeah, her? You do because that's the auntie. Yeah, you, you don't care about that's her the at the function. That, like that's the auntie that everybody know you smoke weed, but as soon as she's you see her walking into the function, you put your blunt behind your back, like hey auntie. Yeah, but nobody. Even though like the smoke can still come up behind your back, <laughs> oh, yeah, and she well, can still nobody, smell it. Nobody cares about her ears. Yeah, just out of respect. That's your auntie out of respect. Like you got one auntie that's walking up, you be like hey auntie, you just still be smoking. She be like y'all like smoking that dope. That's when you. And then you got one auntie, you just put it away completely. Like it's different aunties you got in your family, bro. But for the DJ part, like you don't care about her ears. You slide up next to the auntie. This no, and that's be like, not true. Earlene, shut your ass up. <laughs> no, nah, you got one auntie that you just don't want to hear. Like you don't want her to. Uh, I always slide up next to the ones that's like turned, so I never have to deal with that. I, I got my little. I'll be ducking that shit. Nah, you still gotta have a. You still gotta have a, a session for your auntie that don't curse and. When she hear like you hug it, no, I like, like you. Oh, y'all I get, cussing. I get like, that out before. Say, I get that out. You get that, that out when you first get there. That's what the old school music for, bro. That's what the Marvin Gaye for. That's what the like. That's 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 what that's for. That's what the 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 gap band. Yeah, it's something. Play man. a little funk for him. We gotta replace that step in the name of love, though, man. We gotta find a replacement for step in the name of love. If we yeah. can find something that's classic, that step in the name of love. Look, man, I might just start. Does it gotta be early two thousand? But I wouldn't classic. want you to play no. Don't play no R. Kelly. I'm telling you, they they I don't want what? no R. Kelly on that list you know for a reason, bro. Fuck don't, that. I'm don't about to fuck their heads up. I'm about to. They finna walk in and. But my body, my body's telling me no. You fuck around with them shy rack niggas. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck Yeah, you said Chicago. I'm not fucking around. I'm nigga, trying to see what the vibe like. Shit, they gonna pull a gun out that linen suit so quick. Uh, that nigga <laughs> the linen suit, <laughs> flowing. Chicago, right? 
They gonna pull a gun out that linen suit so quick. It's gonna like some mini blinds open. You ain't gonna know. Like the curtains, the wind hit the curtains on the nigga. He gonna pull hey, it look like hotel curtains. Exactly. <laughs> he gonna pull a gun out. It's gonna them. be fifteen niggas just like Melvin finna fight you. What? Right? I'm Chirac niggas. Them Stacey Adams. Niggas gonna be like OBD. OBD. I like them shoes. Stacey right? Adams. Stacey Adams. Guns and butter, baby. What's wrong with oh, you niggas? Shit, yeah, I would not play with them mm-hmm. Chirac niggas. If a nigga, that, that's all I'm saying, bro. If a nigga from, don't have a hometown nigga on his playlist especially if you away from home you doing a california party and you, like if i was doing a party in chicago it would be some compton artists like you would have to play some west coast shit like can you imagine nigga give you a whole list if you a chicago dj somebody give you a whole list of west coast music but ain't no snoop dog on there There's a and problem. this nigga from long mm-hmm. beach there's a problem. He don't didn't... play gin and juice. It's a problem there. <laughs> yeah. It's an issue there, my nigga. Snoop like it's disrespected a... this motherfucker somebody somewhere. Somebody did some shit to somebody in that family. And it's just like, I don't want to be the nigga that's just going to test it with like when a woman's like, don't be my nigga. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Just I'm going to throw in 187 on a nigga. Let me just see where this goes. <laughs> First of all, mm. I wouldn't play that at a, at a party, period. Yeah, nah. Play deep cover. Like, nah, that don't make sense. Nah, man. That's some gin and juice or something. But, uh, Nigga talk about shit But nah man Yeah If it's Chicago people I'm sorry I had to use the restroom Yeah But uh, nah If it's Chicago people And they don't want you To play nobody from Chicago I just definitely Wouldn't fuck with that That just don't seem Like a good idea Yeah leave that alone Don't pass gold Do not collect $200 Oh my god All that Um, So pleased yeah, not with what y'all talking about. I just fucked around and looked on Instagram, and Megan Thee Stallion was watching the anime I fuck with. God, I love her so much. <laughs> Damn. That's something I said today. I'm gonna try to get into is the Man, anime. To- shit. Todoroki Tina, man. I'm. I, My son tried to talk to me about it, and I just be uh, looking at him like, okay, Papa. <laughs> yeah, like that's see, that's kind of dope. You got an in-house guide through the shit. Like I, I seen one. You gotta uh, pick wisely. That shit go wild. Like I, I can't. Samurai like, Champoo, man. Look, that shit. The the fucking theme song for that shit is so lit. That like I've decided the theme song. Yo, nigga, is it a workout song or what, bro? When you know, bro, when you hear this shit, it sound like some fucking like real like R and B shit, but on some Japanese like R and B. You gotta hear it. It's no, some, it's you so. Remember, you remember that sushi spot we went to? H Mart. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you remember that? No, what? You remember that sushi spot we went to, like up in? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, they they on like on they I don't know what they was on that day. Them niggas in there, they be bumping and it be all in Japanese. I be fucking with that shit. Don't understand the motherfucking Japanese words. rap, <laughs> nigga. It's that shit go, and then they be having like R and B, be singing like hella sensual, but like. Here she wants nothing. Hey, what's the what, fire. what's the big deal with karaoke and Asian people? Like, I that don't know shit what is that is. Serious. Though. Yeah, I don't know why it's so deep. I have though. no clue. That I, shit is I've serious. seen how intense it is. I think I just don't all understand. It. I think all they singers suck, so they all feel like they could be singers. I didn't even so know was that's that. what it is. Like it's a whole country, like the whole country of Asia, like all Ain't nobody hit no continent. Over there. Excuse me, the whole continent, like everybody suck. Nobody can hit no notes, so everybody just feel like I could be an R and B singer. This shit not hard. Watch me. Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me, girl? Like, they just all break out with that shit. Now, yours is she better bangs, than mine. She bangs. I just remember watching, like, some Vice, like, study on them. Oh, if it's Vice, it's terrible. No, it was. Vice told you not to slander anybody. Yeah, yeah. If Vice comes to the interview, you was going to be bad. As soon like, as I, I saw it, it was like, when, like, I just assume everything Japanese people do is, like, them trying to supplement the time everybody else uses to fuck. Cause the whole study was them doing like wild extra shit, cause they just won't fuck each other to the point that their like population is going down let by me, however many percentage. Let me tell you something about Asians, and I'm be hundred percent honest. Let's do it. And it bothers me. <laughs> they but, sleep standing. But, but I can, know, but I can also, but I can also respect it. This setup powerful as fuck. Asians will take anything that any other culture likes. 
and they will take it, take it to their room, practice it, not eat, not sleep, <laughs> nothing, and be the best at it. Without a doubt. Break dancing. Who are all the break dancers right now? Asian. Fucking DJing. Who are the best DJs right now? Asian. And I'm not talking about the Asians out here. I'm talking about like Japanese Asians. Tell me, there's a cult, there's a subculture in Asia right now. These motherfuckers are better cholos than the cholos out here. The Japanese cholos, I yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah, that no, is real. Japanese cholos. The culture out there is wild, though. Shout out to Kurt. Like, oh yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to local Asian. Oh, shout no, out. Like, shout I be seeing, out, uh, I be seeing Kirk like on his stories and shit. Shout like, out Kirk goes, Kim. He's he's bro. Um, they it's wild out was there. The dude who owned this booth in the comp to swap meet. And they did a story about him on Vice. His pops like one of the first people that bought NWA tapes and uh-huh. put NW- NWA on in Compton. Uh-huh. And he owned the booth in the swap meet. And then eventually after that, before they destroyed the Compton swap meet, everybody would go through Kirk Kim's pop to be able to Walmart. like. Yeah, basically. So <laughs> Yo, Kirk like low-key legend. Yeah, shout out to Kirk. Actually. He got a spot in um Korea, in Seoul, Korea, and all that shit. Like, oh, shit. It's called Compton. He got a spot in Korea called No, Kirk Compton. really that nigga. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah, out to Kirk, Kim Kirk. No, He's Kirk really nigga, like the bro. godfather of Korean hip-hop. Like, that's, that's, my, that's our nigga right there. Shout and got the Kim nerve Kirk. to be cool, Kirk, like, yeah, nah, <laughs> like, as, like no, like as cool. much shit as Kirk yeah. be doing, you be like, ah, oh, man, this nigga finna be cool. He missed the child, fucker. Like, what? It's Mr. Child. We gonna take you to introduce you to the nigga. I'm gonna I make gotta you go with see. Him. I gotta go. But Kirk, Kirk Kim, man, shout out Kirk. Shout out, Kat, uh, oh god, I just fucking. I was gonna say Cadillac. <laughs> Oh shit! Shout out Kirk Kim, man. Oh shit! I was about to say some shit that had shit do shit. (laughs) (laughs) Who's like shit? It's the shit. shit. Motherfucking muddy, muddy waters coming through this motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, Satchmo, goddamn Satchmo. I DJ. So speaking about like when I was DJing, like my family get together is right from my my girl's side of the family. I DJ her granny party, Mm. and like. Her uh, her son, my, my father-in-law Was like, man, just put some old school together You got it, you know what to do So I'm over here working hard, bro, four tops Temptations, you know what I mean? I'm putting yeah. in work, I'm doing yeah. research doom, doom. Yeah, everything, doom, doom. bro yeah. I'm over here getting it cracking Songs like, that start with a bass line Yeah, I'm like, this I'm like this fucking playlist finna crack Like, these old people don't know what the fuck is coming She got a fish, uh, fish fry, old school Southern mm-hmm. fish fry, bro These old bitches at her, at her church About to be impressed like a motherfucker I started playing music probably like the fifth song in. She, this is how you know you're doing a bad job as a DJ. The person paying you walk up to you like, just, just play this and give me a CD. <laughs> it's Granny Party. I gotta play it. Where the fuck John Lee Hooker at? God damn it! Wait. I play that motherfucker Shit. first song on that motherfucker <laughs> with some muddy waters. I was like, oh, oh. y'all that. Y'all fat oh, ass goddamn T Bone Walker in this bitch. You, goddamn it. Like shit. a fucking juke joint in that bitch. I'm telling oh, you, fish fry and everything. I was like, this you is You ain't got some, no Robert Taylor? This is some shit. You, you ain't, ain't got, got no, no Howling Wolf? Hmm. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh shit. Niggas want to hear slave hymns. I Ooh, forgot. What? I forgot she was from Alabama. I was like, "Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry, sweetheart." Trying to go I home apologize. to my side. She piece. really want to call me Pokeball. Right. Shit, man. I want them to shit. call me Pokeball. Play that <laughs> motherfucker. Goddamn. I apologize. She had church folk there and everything. Had that and white they was lightning. All listening to that shit. <laughs> they <laughs> was passing that. that fucking mason jar. I was just gonna say that that white lightning. <laughs> that shit. That lick ain't got no label on that bitch. You be like, is that in a jelly jar? She over there looking like it's 
Is the pastor looking? No, is the pastor yes. looking? Oh. Mm-hmm. The joint nigga. Oh, you that nigga shit. Say, Them niggas in there sweating the Howling Wolf. You Them was the first. Shit. The first three rows of church. He said I had the first three rows of church at a fish fry. Like, yeah. You got the first. That's the mother of the church. Them, them, the ladies of the church, and them, the deacon wives. <laughs> <laughs> nigga said I had in the, that order. In that order, nigga said I had the deacon. He said he had a bunch of bitches that usually wear big hats on Sundays and shit. Um, at a party and they all that was th- some dirt road DJing. That was oh, some, what I no, I didn't DJ, bro. Like I felt bad, but then I was like, you know what? They're having a good time. I'm just finna just just keep the CDs rolling, Granny. Yeah, them <laughs> just keep part, the CDs rolling. Them bitches used to, they used to partying in the shed. Hell they yeah. don't know nothing about hell no. That's hell all they're they Lights like, on a string. Yeah. I'm like, man, he was down there at that club. Ray was at. You playing the Lord's music? Niggas <laughs> 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 sitting there sweating in three piece suits and shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Motherfucking pan himself and everything. This nigga said, back. You got a zoot suit on? This nigga wearing a zoot suit? Like, and it, hey, was a, it was July, like a motherfucker. Nigga still had that zoot suit on, flipping a quarter. He flipping a about quarter, that. homie. Third button, button down, homie. Like, fuck Holy it. Holy shit. <laughs> no nigga. undershirt. That nigga walked in here like rain clawed. <laughs> <laughs> Silky ass clothes. Niggas was dancing with Kong. I tell you shit, what, man. Bunch. These motherfucking wow. old ass men look like roosters walking out there on that dance floor Come looking on, for these bitches. You know, you already know. Chop chim white bitches. Chop 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 them white bitches. Chop chop white bitches. That's dying. Them old players. Now, God, don't make no mistakes, baby. Come oh, on, no, hit this flow with me. It looked like Idlewild Wild out there. Let bitch. me tell you something about Granny, bro. I, so I'm I, like, when Granny needs furniture moved, gran, you know, I'm the one that she call. I go over there and move the furniture for her, you know. I love Granny. Granny live in like a one of those senior citizen homes, mm-hmm. not the bad ones where they got to take care of you, but one of the ones <laughs> yeah, where you know the, the rent cheap. But she live in L.A. Oh, okay. She is on. She is on Fig and Florence. Oh. Oh. I have never seen. Ooh. Listen, I have never seen so many hoes walking that motherfucker on the first. In my life They walking off a of fig Straight into that bitch Going right to the floor They already know These motherfuckers Got their fucking SSI check It's over bro These hoes walk from fig Right into the building bro Is the old man Paying for pussy Or are they hitting yes, up Yes they- No oh. they paying for pussy bro Let me tell you something bro I'm, I'm gonna keep it above with you Signing in and everything Like Let me tell you oh, something Candy amazing. Real quick real Here quick. for John It's like <laughs> Candy here for John <laughs> A bitch put candy on your side and she you gonna get evicted instantly. Like you get evicted instantly. <laughs> Nigga terminate your lease off back. This is cinnamon. cinnamon. I'm here to I see you. I was just gonna say, guys. He up there on the third floor. He know I'm coming. Mercedes. Mercedes for Nathaniel. I'm here for Nathaniel. Like, let me tell you something. It's certain shit, bro. Like those nursing homes or those senior livings, that shit is like a college dorm. Yeah. Like you know the pussy gonna be there. Imagine if you got to wake up every single day and work on a chick. Like yo, you every sing, like sun up. It's like when you leave out your house, you gotta see me. Only thing I gotta do is chill right here and wait for you to be like, hey, Miss Precious. Like, it's like your first apartment. You remember your first apartment? You sitting out there and you waiting for oh. the bitch to come out. Like, but see, it's worse than that though because in reality, <laughs> and she don't have no job. Not only These that. are old women who don't have nowhere to go but down to the recreational center where you going. They gonna go to the aerobic center where you gonna go. She can't walk away fast. She can't. You take that tennis speed. You take that tennis ball off that walker. That bitch can't go nowhere. She gotta sit there and talk to you. Vivian, bring your ass over here and swing them titties in my mouth. Come here. Come on, Agnes. Oh, Agnes, don't okay. ignore me. Speaking of Vivian, Vivian. Oh shit. <laughs> Speaking of Vivian, if you got an old bitch named Vivian, no, I got a question. 
No, I don't have no old bitch's name, Vivian. What? No. What is the big issue between light oh, skin Viv, Viv and, and dark skin, skin on Viv. Viv? I like light skin and Viv. Like I have no problem with her. That Everything that's only, real. only, only and Viv that black people acknowledge is dark skin one. I like it, light skin and Viv. I don't think like first of all, nah. I'm gonna tell you right now. Be completely honest with she you. She didn't do nothing wrong, but I she didn't read, do nothing right. I read a story. She was out of pocket. She knew damn well she wouldn't on. Who she dark skin and Viv? Yeah, she no, was out like, of pocket. Yeah, they got rid of her because she was out of pocket. She was out from of what, pocket. How, from how the story go. That shit. Like, I wasn't I'm, there, but like how the story goes, she was wild. She was out of pocket. She thought tell she was story. like. Fucking so Terrible I guess story. she was stepping on her her and Will Smith didn't get along off top. And not only that, from what I've heard or from what I've read, she tried to upstage Will Smith every fucking chance she got. Which okay, I understand you you have a job and but it's back to the the DJ concept that we was talking about. If you're an opening DJ, play like an opening DJ. If you're a co star, play like a co-star she's a classically trained actress will smith was a that. kid who I had rapped that. and had never but acted in his fucking you knew life what you signed up for to play your part like i i like dark skin and viv but i understand the idea first that off the fresh prince of bel-air came about because of will smith reading a script in quincy jones's fucking um at a quincy jones party and quincy jones insisting that the lawyer sign the deal with the station for it all to happen in one night and the time is taking us to record this podcast the nigga read for and signed the contract that it for for the fresh prince of bel-air for would those you, that don't know would you have not signed it no 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 i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is people forget that we see Will Smith at this point and think that he's an actor. Will Smith is a rapper. Mm -hmm. yeah. Will Smith is a rapper turned actor. Will Smith at the time that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was coming out was a fucking rapper who uh, had a second failing album uh, and Quincy wait. Jones himself liked the nigga. He was a Grammy a gr winning. No, no. His first album went Grammy award winning and was selling. His second album was not doing the same thing. It was not having the success. He went to the Quincy Jones party. Quincy Jones said, hey man, fucking Will Smith, man. It's fucking Will. <laughs> Man, <laughs> fucking Will, fucking I got a script and and he made Will read read the script in front of the fucking NBC people and Quincy Jones had his lawyer at the party and forced his lawyer to at that moment write up the NBC paperwork for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air because that was a show he had written and created. It was based off of um. It's based off of a fucking record executive, and I cannot think of his name right now, but it's a light-skinned dude. He's actually a record executive who moved from Philly and moved, did basically the fucking story, and he went to, like, King Drew or some shit like that. That shit is based on a real fucking person. But if you Google him, you can find out who he is. Yeah. But Quincy Jones wrote that shit based off of that nigga because the guy had worked for him. In no way was Will an actual actor, and Will wasn't even thinking about fucking acting. What happened was he spent all his money from his first two albums and was stuck in a bind and was broke and had to do something that came about. So number one, when you put somebody who's classically... That's like if you put a nigga who just made a playlist of Apple Music or made a playlist on Apple Music and put him on the same showcase as you, how the fuck would you feel? That argument If a nigga made a playlist On Apple And a nigga said Punch we gonna put y'all On the same show But Punch I need you To get your Serato and shit And spend for this nigga Before we play his playlist What the fuck would you do That argument makes right more now. sense For family matters I'm gonna tell you right now stuff. I'm gonna tell you right now I'm a professional And that's exactly how no, she listen, felt Listen I'm, Listen I'm a professional So I'm an act as such If you hired this man To play off of Apple I Whatever uh, Playlist then that's your fucking problem that you did. I have no problem with that. I'm here to make my money, do what the fuck I do, and show my ass. If I get discovered off of this shit, then I get discovered off of this shit. Just appreciate the fucking opportunity. I'm not telling you to kiss nobody's ass. 
And I'm not telling you to not do your fucking thing. But what I'm telling you is, if you knew what you signed up for, if you knew Will Smith was just, just whatever, if she thought he was some punk kid that just came out of nowhere to, to, to act and to come into her world, then that's her problem. That's your problem, sweetheart. You should have known what you signed up for. I kind of agree with that. One, the show is a hit. Two, the Will, like Fresh Prince from its inception is about Will Smith. She's a secondary character. The people who like who had this same kind of issue, and I would agree with them in a sense, or I understand them more, is in Family Matters. You know, the show is geared around Urkel. The show initially was about the family, and that's yeah, what kind of brought be like that. Yeah, that's what brought everybody in. So them all being trained actors and go, who this motherfucker here? I went to Juilliard or whatever the fuck. They have more of an argument. Her, she on her contract was like, you the mom, nigga. Like you cool, but you're the mom. The main dude is this guy right here, and his interactions with all of you. You guys become bigger characters, obviously, or whatever how the as the show goes. But you knew when you signed up. This is the show. He's the star. He's not an actor, but he's more popular than you. But I, mean, I think that was her point is that you guys are asking me to dole down and dumb down and water down took my the job, craft. Though. You knew what you were doing. You took the job. It's a comedic no, television No, I don't think show. I don't think somebody no my girl was I'm just not, talking about something like this earlier. I Look, think my girl went to school <clears throat> to be a, a medical assistant, right? Mm-hmm. Graduated all that. And then she was talking about how medical assistants at chiropractor's office they don't have to do shit but take blood pressure and help out that's it mm-hmm. they don't have to they, they don't have to uh, draw blood they don't have to give shots none of that shit all they have to do is put that cuff on mm-hmm. and she was like why the fuck would i go to school do my four years or do my three years for this shit when these bitches is doing like the most simple shit over here i'm like okay these bitches getting the paid paid the same right yeah okay so what I'm not saying they dumb they shit down. Guess what? They just have an easier job. Why couldn't she just see it as an easier job? Fuck it. You know what? I'm finna make this money. I'm not saying she had to dumb herself down. I'm just saying that all you had to do was make this easy fucking money. That's all you had to do. Because do whatever you're going to do on the side. Make this easy fucking money. Because something still comes after this. And I think this is something that we still fail to realize is that that theory works in some situations. But in something where something is going to come after that, you end up, for actors, you end up becoming what's called typecasted. Yeah. Typecasted means that if you play a role too well, people will never, ever let you get outside of that role. Hector in every other Mexican role. Egg fucking exactly. <laughs> perfect example so what happens for aunt viv is that you end up getting typecasted into a side role people start to look at you and you perfect that role of making will smith look like a great actor and then you end up being carlton you end up being alfonso ribero whatever his name is because you end up being a person who can never be a bride you will always be a bridesmaid because you know how to make this person look well. You end up becoming the fat friend. And okay. nobody wants to be the depends. fat friend. Then why complain about it and just leave? Just well, leave. I think you speak up first. That's kind of like, why do you protest about an injustice instead of just leaving the country? You speak up first, motherfucker, because I want to see if there's a way that we can right this wrong. There's a compromise that we can want? come to. An equal part? No, I, not an equal part. I just don't want to have the dumb... Prince of Bel-Air and Aunt Viv? Like, what no, the fuck? I don't think it was a part. I think it was, when I have dialogue with Will, I have to be off-key in my... my. I can't act 
too much hundred percent of the crap. Yeah, I have to dumb myself down. Not even I want more lines, but the lines I do have to say, I have to say I'm off key or be delayed because I have to let Will's emotions set in because they don't impact the crowd immediately. There's certain things that happen when you're acting that certain like Does that make her a tad inflexible? And there also you go. No, no, and also the show itself. I'm not gonna be worse. You like have to I, be able to no, 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 no. She's not worse because she had they had great performances. Like she I felt it sounds like she wanted to be her version of like I went to Juilliard and sometimes I, I'm not an actor, but I'm I'll use it in like an acting sense. Like when you watch um Tyrion, whoever his name is, like on Game of Thrones, there's a lot of gravitas to that character. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch him, he was in some movie with Melissa McCarthy. It was a big fucking comedy. He's not Tyrion, and he w- and I I don't believe he was sitting on set. I feel like I should come in this scene where I'm running around in my underwear <laughs> with a with a ponytail covered in whipped cream. I feel like I should have a little more like in my voice. It's like no, this is not that role. Also, you should expand yourself. Like if I'm on a TV show, there's nothing that says I can't audition for a movie. Like if you were some, it, it kind of sounds like she's putting everything on this role. And I understand back then it was different. It's a whole different. Re- you know laying out with shit but if you were gonna do that you do this role and you do this role right and nothing stops you from auditioning for this movie where you want to be captain dramatic then you fucking go over here and do uh you know do what everybody else and, do plays do all that not, shit but see the problem that she fucked herself over because now you labeled yourself as not easy to work with and in the in I acting think she business, labeled herself as that. I think so. okay well, so let me give you got labeled as everybody not here plays sports work right mm-hmm. everybody yeah. else okay so punch as an offensive lineman if a nigga would have came to you and been like hey um dabble Sweeney from clemson is here today and he's here to see tj and so we're gonna have y'all line up against each other but we need you to look like shit against tj to make him look good oh in front of dabble Sweeney. don't do that to me <laughs> no because this is what we're talking about we're talking about crafts that people care about that are competitive crafts. i'm not gonna do it so if a nigga told you we got somebody on our team who who we need you to look like shit against in front of this college coach that if you look good he may want to recruit you too but what we, we we need you to look like shit and take a dive for him are you willing to do it this is your craft punch and i know i know look, how much like wait, come on bro i think come am on. i getting look no listen listen am i already in a position to where my livelihood is at stake because if i'm already getting paid for this then no, yeah, no, this is just life job, after right? this. This is life after. You know this is going to end. High school, that show is going to end just no, like high school is going to end. I totally get that. But guess what? She got hired for a job. I didn't get hired to do that. I didn't get hired to take a dive for that motherfucker. That's not what I got hired for. I'll- she did <clears throat> get hired to work with Will Smith. No, That's no you way. got hired <clears throat> to work on a show. With you did not Will Smith. But you, but you did not hired get hired to, to you did not get hired to compensate for somebody else not wanting to get better and evolve and excel at their craft. You, got you did hired not get to hired to, to compensate. But again, you did not hi- get hired to be a secondary character to someone who does not want to excel at the craft. When you take on a bro, you assume uh, that I when you t- everybody do your job. Now, that's another thing. Like that sounds like her. He's not excelling to her standards, but the show is. Will a Smith hit. didn't start taking on serious roles in Fresh Prince of Bel Air until season four. It was. If it, it got, took that's till what I'm season saying. four to do it, took but till it season got, four. It didn't take till season four to do it. It took till season four for the producers to realize Will always being a character is getting stale, and we can't keep having him pull up his cummerbund to be a halter top and coming out 
into the living room. I mean, that like, sounds like the that's ev- why the set got switched. That's why certain things got switched it's because the seriousness of the show got shifted. So they wanted the whole environment to be shifted, moving Will out of the house. It was certain things that wanted to be associated with Will maturing and becoming an adult and growing up. That's why they moved him out the house and moved him to the pool house. There were certain things that they were making to be able to remove the identity of Will being this high school class clown. They gave him a job. I mean, he had to assume responsibility. They gave him a girlfriend. They gave Will certain things that did not li- allow him well, to throw free so flow that sounds like she just wouldn't let the show evolve there, that's she a, wanted it to evolve was the on word I was her use. on her time frame instead of letting it do what it was going to do anyways look man there's a lot of people that that have a lot of say i don't know so man this shows. is this is a i understand this is something i really researched because this is fucking bothering me man like i don't know why the fresh prison <laughs> like, like, hey, me up. i brought it because up. like you know what tripped me out as a kid i was like yeah i just can't switch from dark skin to light skin like no that. i like, totally no yeah, I, I get it from a that whole point. bunch of, like a whole person bro i get it from no that she don't point. even kind of look like anviv she don't look like a fat anviv she don't look like somebody who like anviv like broke her leg and was like nope. on bed rest and couldn't like work and they out and try to act like it wasn't nothing they never acknowledged it. They wasn't like Uncle Phil got divorced. It wasn't no like major fallout nope. episode. And they should have at least had a little joke in there where it was like, "Them niggas, who, who are it. you? Right? Oh, you my wife? Yeah, like, like, just to kind of ease it, ease into it a little something bit. Something like no. you have to let us know that you just didn't pull the wool over our eyes. No, them so with that, I get that's that. it, y'all, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, they was like the Nene Leaks uh, uh, <laughs> uh, gift where they, she was like, "I said what I said." This my wife. <laughs> That's what the nigga yeah. just did. That's what it basically was. But um, nah, nigga, like to me, I be researching this shit and I be watching like the behind the scenes and what people hey, will finally say. Behind the scenes is some shit, huh? Yeah, especially because like. I think Freshman Spiller just did like 20 or 25 years or some shit like that like a couple years ago so when they did the reunion they didn't even invite the dark skin Aviv and so she had something to say about that again at that moment so hey man I tell you what you know what man you know what bro uh what's his name uh what's his name didn't get invited to the to the reunion of the Celtics championship you know what I mean oh Some, Ray Allen Ray, Ray Allen, Allen. <laughs> sometimes man you know what we just don't want you there we just don't want you there you was a problem we just don't want you there. Is there somebody that if if we had a reunion for the football team, you wouldn't invite? Hell yeah. <laughs> Who? There's some motherfuckers I wouldn't invite, homie. Who? Uh, let's see. First of all. Because you the year before me. So there's I some coaches know. I wouldn't invite. I, first of all, I wouldn't invite everybody that motherfucker that called me Cerveza. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker. He didn't have everybody, no idea what he was everybody doing. Everybody would not invite a person. Um, I mean, everybody would not invite a coach. Like, do you have any players you would not invite? Like, niggas, peers? You would not invite me? Yeah. I no, wouldn't invite Mena. Um, that makes sense. That's one of the motherfuckers. Danny Lennon. I was just finna say, fuck Danny Lennon. I would, he got he got sunshine this hurt. Is, fuck him. Ah, uh, Danny Lennon just a whole ass nigga to me. He, yeah, look, he man, a whole ass nigga. He, he, um, he fuck comes, Jacob Randolph. He comes suited and boot. What? Fuck. Uh, Wait, no, 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 no. There was a there was a summer where that was my man's. Yeah, it's still fuck what? him though. It's man. a oh man, you know I, that's why I asked you names. I just want to say niggas names and say fuck them. Who else? We can continue, but if I think of somebody, I'm gonna just say fuck them because I just want you. It's <laughs> a camera is, and it's a mic here, and I just want you niggas to know it's fuck you. This is deep. I don't have any. We gotta have a conversation about this. After. No, we don't. I, that's why. Nope. That's why I want to say it after because I want niggas to know I said fuck you. Y'all so high school, nobody because I stand on what yeah, I high believe. High school experience as well. Deep. I don't have none of that. No, nah, it ain't nothing. Why, about deep. You like you know, some niggas just be fuck niggas and just be like fuck you. You went to what? Diamond Bar High School is way out in like suburban. Diamond Bar, Diamond yeah. Bar. but nah, but like, like yeah, you I just don't say have... fuck niggas sometimes, bro, because some niggas just be assuming that you like, because we share something. At this. Like, I don't. Fuck I, I tell you what, I shared a legit summer 
with with Jacob. I shared years with Jacob, but he just ended up being a fuck nigga, so it's still fuck you. Oh, oh, I don't even have any. I got some shit to ask you later. Fuck nigga, like, yeah, man, you can ask me whatever. I want to. I want to. I want to. I, I, I don't understand how my boy like Jacob go from being a blood to a crip. That was my question. The only person that can answer that is him. He reverse Wayne. Reverse Wayne. He fucking. I was damn. Like, only crazy. nigga that can answer that is him, bro. I was like, man, this is. I'm gonna tell you this, my G. I got one son in this world, man. I got one son in this world, and that's the only person at this point in my life. That's the only other male in this world that I that like. I can feel. I can give you answers for. Yeah. Nigga didn't provide me no insight on why he did some shit. I can't relay you that, that shit answer. Wow, and I was like, only nigga, yeah, <gasps> only nigga I can speak for in this life is my son. Like, this is my brother. Like, I love him. Like, if he said it, I said it. Like, if he say fuck you, then I basically it's, I fuck you. Like, fuck you too. Like, I don't give a fuck about you either. But you know what, bro, I can't say why this nigga saying fuck somebody or why this nigga did some shit. I'm I'm loyal to a fault. No, no, no. Yeah, without a doubt. So, like, I'm going to back yeah. this nigga. When my, we get in the car, I'm going to be like, yo, that was some fuck no, shit. No, I'll tell you that in the car, my nigga. But, like, if 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 you finna fight somebody, guess what? Yeah, no, it's my damn. Hey, and I finna tell you, like, hey, man, you know, like, motherfuckers got to go to work on Monday. And you out here trying to fight motherfuckers. Like, I'm going to tell you some shit like that in the car, but I wouldn't even get that. I'll be really mad because I know I'll be sore. I might even no, fight you. you. Like, you stupid. I might even fight you later. Like, we I might, might not fight. have nothing left we to fight you, but I'm, I'm a tongue. I'm a tongue. Like, I'm going to eat the worst tongue lashing. Like, I'm going to tell you, like, yo, you dumb motherfucker. You stupid. Like, I'm. you, And you're going to have to, bro, because you just jumped out the window Look, on behalf of everybody. I'll tell you 100%. My boy, Foolish D. I'll tell you. I'll say this because he's my boy, he's my brother, and I'll say it. We get into it all the fucking time. We got into it recently. But at the end of the day, all it is is a, hey, bro, we we done being stupid. Yeah, man, we done being stupid. All right. That I can get with. But when it's some motherfucker, like when you have some type of feeling towards somebody where you can't even do that, that's where I'm just like, that that baffles me because at this point in my life, I'm like, I'm like, uh, now I know nobody's wasting energy on nothing, but like, I, I just, I don't want that. I don't want that no more. Now I won't invite you to the football to to, to you know the football banquet or the football reunion, but like I just don't want that no more. That's like dapping the dude in in, in at the wind code that you fought before, bro. Just just give him a dab and keep pushing. I think like as I had this situation recently, man, where I had one of the I had one of somebody that's like a really close friend called me. It was like somebody else that was a close friend had something to say just about some negative shit to say about me doing a podcast and all this shit and. I considered the source and I understood where the situation like stemmed from and it allowed me to not it allowed me to respond rather than react and so sometimes like you really need to res- I, I feel like I'd be it, it's better to respond than react because sometimes people don't be people be jumping out the window for a whole different reason and then you go ahead and go at them but it's not like it's, it's like you like that didn't help the situation. I didn't. That wasn't even a reason why you was mad at me. You yeah. you was mad at me because it is like some whole different other shit over there. So, like, I don't know. Sometimes I be stopping asking niggas like, "Yo, what's the problem?" Like, "Yo, what's <laughs> really the problem, my G?" <laughs> like, "Yo, what's the issue?" Like, but, like, and not even on no pressing shit. Like, on some like, let's really try to resolve it. Like, because shit sometimes that, shit don't. Remember be Remember I told you about how we used to send him out to do the grown up shit. But this that's is, this is that, that grown up shit. See, yeah, yeah like that's what's how, the issue? But it took me to thirty to get to where he at, and it took me to have a mental breakdown to get to where he at. I mean, your journey is your journey, but yeah, that, yeah that's everybody just, different, and it's just sometimes you just need to know that because sometimes what happens is that's the worst part. That's where we get lost. at is all that shit in the middle. Like you're right here, 
what happened, how to rectify the situation, how it impacted somebody is over here. And all this shit in the middle is just a bunch of shit that makes you feel bad that the person is saying or the shit that you're, you feel bad for or whatever it is. All that shit in the middle. Once you clear that out and just go, yo, that happened. I acknowledge it. It does. Like, how can we rectify the situation? Once you do that, you get to a place that it's like, it allows you to be able to fix things and see the progress of you righting your wrongs. And that allows to take away from alleviate some of those burdens that you have that allow you to become depressed and anxious and all those things so for me that was just it like i get terrible anxiety like in certain situations so that's why i'm like let's just get straight to it because i don't like to wait like if i have to wait and think about shit or i get dog like if i gotta if I, if I have to be in a place where i have to look at you across the room and we have some shit to talk about that is, that gives me the most anxiety because all i can think about is so it goes from it goes from Okay, we got to talk about this. Okay, you looking at me. Now I'm looking at you. Now, in my head, because I'm so fucked up, I'm thinking, oh, he looking at me. He want to fade. Well, no, like He's that's... going to that. Yeah, I, I go straight to that, but then I'm like... Oh, you can see me. Yeah. Oh, you see me seeing you. You still going to look at me. <laughs> but it's like, like yeah. I don't want to fade. But if you want to fade, yeah. we could fade. I'm not so going to let you fade me, yeah. so, so I'm going to fade so you. So in my head, we're going to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And But that's all anxiety that It all come out of nothing. You just have that whole conversation And then yourself. I'll have a conversation with you, and we'll be cool. But at some point within this little altercation that we didn't even talk to each other, we're just looking at each other, I'm thinking we're going to fight. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's pure anxiety it's what we and, call the size up and it's not me yeah it's not what it's like but it comes quotes. from anxiety though it no, doesn't no, no. come from anxiety a place of makes you trying s- to man up or something it comes from a place of okay i have to prepare myself you it's know fear I mean? no it's no fear. sometimes yeah Everything, like a lot of things admit that you know what i mean no, no but a I lot of things people do is fear-based like everybody thinks the things that they do are like oh it's just like super manly it's fear-based like you're doing this shit to protect yourself and even yeah. like how you say you interact now or like how all of us, I'd say, would interact now in a con- in a conflict. It's like I understand consequence. Like I know yeah. more than I should of where this situation will go. So yeah. sometimes if somebody's popping off at me, or I, I mean, whatever. Like I have a really easy life. I'm going to bed. Like I don't have that issue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but in a in a hypothetical where somebody's going off at me, my last resort lately is like, oh, we finna fight. Oh, we finna. Oh, it's finna be a fade because I know where this can go i've seen it and somebody has done it i haven't done it because i'm a christian um <laughs> lord jesus because yeah, god was there or whatever um but you can kind of look at that person and go there's a lot of immaturity like you start to look at them almost like a child or like a big brother like mm-hmm. you're coming at me this way because you have no concept of where this can really go like you haven't done any of the work to kind of figure out why this is or whatever so the idea of going hey Let's just talk about it. Let's just, let me be real. Like, and I don't match that energy. Like, if you yeah. want to fight me, you really, I'm now resolved in the fact, or oh, you want to hurt me. Because I know I've approached you with, what is the problem? Yeah. But a lot of people don't understand how to work through that shit. Oh, no. And then what is, what is the problem? It, 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 that, can, that in itself, if somebody takes that the wrong way. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Let me just say this. My shit be this, and this is what a lot of niggas don't understand, is that a lot of motherfuckers that come from the background that we have and come from the environments that we come from, it's very rare, no matter how tough a nigga look, like, a lot of y'all that might know or have encountered me might feel a certain way about me because of the things you've seen or heard me do, 
Nigga, and none of that shit has it been on some shit like I was just on some super tough guy shit. More times than not, you heard of some wild shit that a nigga did, I was scared. Like, nigga, I tell niggas all the time, I'm Ooh. pussy, bro. Hey. I'm pussy as fuck. So I that's why I'm going to punch you first. That's why I'm going to shoot at you first. Oh, bro. That's why I'm going to pull that's my gun Joe first. That's a bit of a fuck, Listen, nigga. I got a shit perfect, I got a because I'm not, not going to let you do nothing to me. So before I let you even reach for your waist, I'm going to pull my gun. I'm going to hey. shoot you. First, because, let me nigga, that's how shit works. First-hand experience. <laughs> we was going to a bonfire. It was me and my homeboys. And we pulled up to that motherfucker, and I seen EJ and like getting getting out of his car. So I'm like, "That's my boy. I'm finna fuck with him. Give him a little, give him a little razzle dazzle." Pull up on a motherfucker, roll down the window. Hey, blood, where the fuck you from? Just to fuck with him, homie reached for the waist. I had to pull up like, "Yo, yo, 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 no, 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 no. punch! It's punch! It's punch! It's punch, bro!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The numbers were being thrown at me. You know what I'm saying? When a motherfucker real gangbanger throw numbers at you, bro, like street numbers. I'm like, oh, no, dog. It's 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 me. I'm playing. Hey, man. Like, nah, yeah, that's just my shit, bro. I'm not a nigga. Like, I'm not playing. Like, my whole shit is that, like, once you do one thing, I hear, like, gangster shit is like telling a lie or, like, tough guy shit is like telling a lie. Once you tell one lie, you got to tell another one to keep that lie keep going. going. So once you beat up one nigga, you got to beat up two niggas. Once you shoot one nigga, you got to shoot two niggas. Once you do whatever you do, you got to do, do it twice, three times, four times, five times. And what niggas fail to realize is along with that reputation also comes the consequences of what you're actually doing. And niggas not only want to see you continue to do the shit you do because one thing like... A old head nigga told me when I was young is like don't be the don't be the nigga that live off reputation. Like you gotta if you gonna want niggas to be afraid of you, you gotta keep doing the shit that make niggas afraid of you. Yeah. You can't be like in 1995, I used to shoot niggas, <laughs> and in 2019, niggas don't give a fuck. They can be like, who you shot today, nigga? Who you shot today, what have nigga? You done for me lately? When, who the last exactly, <laughs> nigga? What have you done for me? Who the last nigga you shot? So like for me, I was never a nigga that wanted to like threaten niggas with old shit I did. I didn't threaten you. I was just gonna do what I did to you. So if you caught me, like I wasn't gonna get caught lacking. I wasn't gonna do none of that. I understood what I was doing, and I also understood that after I did something to a nigga, and he got that belt you that little star you get for fucking somebody up well that's also a star you get for an enemy and and somebody who want to get some get back on you you can't go to karma. the park with your kids just like nigga said bro i, I think been a about nigga, i think about come shit on, like that man lately. i've been a nigga who really was on some shit like the homies like we finna go to the mall and i'm like nah, nah which one yeah which one <laughs> like niggas got a burner niggas the like, can't go that shit not fun bro that shit not fun at all I really like niggas been like we finna go to saucer real quick i'm like i ain't gonna go i'm gonna just stay here until niggas get back like that shit not fun bro yeah. Yeah. That shit not nothing to brag about That shit not none of that shit So it's just kind of like Nigga that, that's a real fucking thing Like you you get enemies with that So somebody even just hey, Like it would get to a point Where niggas would do like Like you know what I'm saying To tell niggas like Bro you hear a nigga do your hood call Don't respond Like why would you respond Cause if a nigga know where you from He just gonna yell your hood call To make sure that's you Before he busts at you Yeah. Like nigga I don't give a fuck You can be my best friend from my hood Like you can be my I'm not responding to none of that shit. <laughs> you could be walking down the street. You could just be yelling. I'm oh, just man. gonna keep fucking walking. Little, little, little John. That's nah. a real nigga roll call. No, <laughs> I'm not participating no. in that. No, <laughs> nigga, say West Side, East Side, North Side, side. Nope, I ain't nope, from I'm nowhere. Not, I'm not participating. Nah, that nigga from the middle of the earth. He ain't from the north, east, south, west, nope. nothing. I'm from yeah. a little place called Belfast, exactly. California. <laughs> nigga, like, nope, nah. I'm born at Kaiser. Nah, but that just be that shit, bro. It just be certain rules with with certain shit that you learn. And for me, like I said, I always tell niggas, I'm not the most 
gangster nigga at all. I'm not a gangster at all by no standards. I'm a nigga that's got caught up in some fucked up situations and had to be able to adapt and learn those. So yeah. when a nigga rose up to me and be like, hey, blood, where you from? Man, look, I reached for my gun. <laughs> this motherfucker reached for his waist. I was yeah, like, oh, nigga. no. <laughs> I, it was a turning point for my, in my life. I shot my gun so much, I reached for it when I ain't had a shit. Like, it I'm was like, just a natural reflex. Like, this so. motherfucker. Do you remember the night we was at Tiffany You house? really trying to get me indicted. I already oh, know where you're no, going. No, no. That had nothing to do with you. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I <laughs> had to do with me. <laughs> Wait, go ahead. Tell I'm going to tell the story. All right, do it. I'm going to tell the story. Matter of fact, one of the motherfuckers who I'm keeping off of the off of the reunion at the football game is in this story. His name is Roderick. Wow. <laughs> Let me tell you a little story about Roderick. I don't think I've told this story on, on any podcast. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Let's so, see. Anything with Rod is a good one. So we got a, we got a party going on, right, at my cousin house, Tiffany Machaca. Okay, we over at that motherfucker. It's cracking. I'm the only one at the party with a fake ID. Okay. So ah, I remember this night. So right, I it's was, the Urgent Jerk night. It's yeah, a little butt naked. Yeah. <laughs> I was sent to the no. I was sent to the store. Uh-huh. So I go to the store. Roger, like I'll take you. He grabbed the homie Deontay keys. Okay, we're on Eucalyptus. If you live anywhere near Bellflower, you know Eucalyptus is some shit. Like, don't nobody want to be on Eucalyptus when it's dark. There's fuck it. There's Mexican dudes out there that are fucking crazy, and I'm not talking about regular Mexican dudes. I'm talking about Mexican wait, stop. dudes on meth. No, wait, stop. <laughs> you you messing up the story. Roger grabbed the keys, but Tay Tay was like, "No, nigga, you been drinking, so you not finna drive my car." We was drinking Ergen Jerk for some reason. He I still th- took it though. No, 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 because Roger stayed back because that's how Roger ended up getting drunk. And by the time we got back, Roger was locked in the bathroom. No, and listen. Roger, okay, go ahead. This let me must see. have been before then because let me, let me it explain It had to be this. two trips. No, no, no. I take that back. It was two trips. Okay, so listen okay, to my, go listen ahead, to my go trip. Ahead, go ahead. Okay, this is exactly this the first what happened. One. This is exactly what happened. So we take off, right? Even got the homie Denzel. The homie Denzel's like, yo, bring me Corona for show. Nah, we out that's show. true. That happened. Go to the yeah. corner. Go to the liquor store. First of all, I noticed... I noticed Roger is from the hood. How do I know this? Because he left the car running when we went to the fucking liquor store. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who the fuck does that? But anyway, that's besides the point. Get the fucking drink, right? Go back. Park. R- we're in high school. So Roger don't know how to fucking park. So he get out. He tells me to get out so that I can show him, you know, how to park a little bit. Or, you know, I can I can kind of guide him. I get out. I'm in the middle of the fucking. I'm, I'm on the side. I'm on the, on the curb. There's a Mexican dude in a hoodie crossing the street. I already know what's up. I as he's crossing the street and get on the curb, I go into the street. So now it's me, the car that Roderick is in between me and the Mexican dude. Mexican dude look at me and he goes, "Hey, where you from?" I go, "I don't mm. bang, but what's happening?" He go, "Well, I just smoked a motherfucker from so and so over here." He go, "Where you from? I know you from somewhere." I go, "Nah, man." We over here at the party. We just trying to kick it, have a good time, bro. I even I even thought like I'm gonna offer him a beer. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be on my grown man tip. I'm gonna offer him a beer. Here, hopefully I could just pay you off to leave the party alone. Mm. What happens? This motherfucker says, "Nah, I got something for you." Reaches in his fucking hoodie and pulls out a burner. Mm. I shit you not, he pulls out a burner. It was probably a nine. Points it at me. Now, where the fuck you from? And I look at him, and I shit you not, I look at him and go, bro, I was just about to give you a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Can I exchange a Corona for my life, my nigga? You done done fucked it up. (laughs) You done fucked up a whole Modelo. I could have had you turned up with us, whatever. I put my hands up. I'm like, look, I ain't from nowhere. I don't know what the fuck you do. I'm just trying to go in this party and get some bitches. Like, what's the problem? 
Roger, this is the this is why Roger can't come to the reunion. <laughs> Roderick looks at me with my hands up, and he's in the driver's side. Looks out the window, looks at me with my hands up, then looks at the other side and sees the motherfucker with the gun. And I put this on my life. Looks over and locks the fucking door. Wow. So now I'm stuck. Mexican dudes start asking me a gang of questions. Where you live? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who the... Are you the police? Like, what the fuck? I'm just trying to get to this party. I'm shook, bro. I'm scared as fuck. Roderick finally get out the fucking car. And he's like, man, just walk. And he look at Roderick and he go, hey, I got something for you. Pulls out a fucking... I shit you. And it, as funny as it may seem, he got the nine on me. He pulls the 22 out on Roderick. <laughs> And if you know Roderick, you know Roderick's about five what? Yeah, he's, he's under <laughs> pop, Papa taller than Roderick. Yeah, so legit, so you know legit, what I'm saying? Like, not no bullshit. Like so legit, like his yeah. his pistol to man ratio is kind of on point at this at this you yeah, know, at this a time. A nine for you, a twenty two for Roderick. Yeah. yeah, motherfucking truck is going down the street. Roderick, look at me. He go, I'm a jump. What? I'm a jump. I'm a I've jump. never heard the story in my life. I'm a I'm a jump in front of the truck. <laughs> and this is how I know y'all got my back. Also at this story. So he go, I'm a jump. I'm like, what? I'm a jump. And you know, Roger got a list, so it's fucking funny. He's like, I'm a jump. <laughs> I'm a jump, punch. I think I remember the end of this story. That's why I don't want you to tell so, it. But go ahead. So I so I'm thinking like, what the fuck do I do? The truck come, Roger jumps in front of the truck, the truck goes, Skate! Roger takes off running. What do I do? First fucking instinct. Take off fucking running with him. At this point, I don't even think the Mexican dude chasing us. He don't give a fuck about us no more. Mm-hmm. We're gone. Man, I took off running, tripped over a fucking crack, broke all the fucking liquor, fell, busted my ass. Roderick gone. That's why we went back to the store the second time. Roderick goes into the house. I don't know that Roderick went into the house. All I know is from what my boys have told me. All I know is Roderick goes into the house first. Ha! Ah, they got punts. They got punts. I'm standing. I'm yes, back so there. I'm behind him, bro. I'm big and I'm 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 fucking slow. So yes, I'm behind him. Not only that, but I fucking fell. I come into this motherfucker, and my homeboy's recollection of this was: we thought you got fucking shot. We did. We thought we you did. got fucking shot. No, I didn't get shot, motherfuckers. I caught a fucking cramp. <laughs> I walked in that fucking door and was like. Ah! Everybody uh, thought I got shot. Nigga thought he got shot. Look, let me tell you something. And no, that, I didn't. I know I didn't get shot. Everybody thought I got shot. We thought you got shot. And all I it heard was, from the back was, uh, "Nigga, get the burner, get the burner." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's why. That's why I said stop that's before why you tell that, the rest of that story. That's why I love Roger, but fuck Roger. Fuck. I was like, nigga said punch got shot, bro. I've ah, look, man, look. It was a lot of guns around and a lot of people <laughs> pulled guns from a lot of places. I'm in the back smoking a black and I got my boys behind me. We smoking a black and I'm over here getting therapy from them. Nah, you girl punch. We going to get them later, bro. Don't trip. Yeah. Hey, don't trip. Nigga, like, it was. <laughs> I don't know, man. Life is a wild. It's been a wild life, man. It's been a wild life. That's why we worry about what's going to happen with our kids and shit. It's because of shit like this. All the shit I, you niggas bro, have me involved in. You know, the, no, the scariest part is all these stories that I've had where I've been at parties that have gotten shot up or I've been somewhere that's gotten shot up or like I've had a gun pointed at me my mama don't know so I'm thinking like what the fuck are my kids 
Hey, you wanna know some real shit? I'm not gonna fucking know. When I was getting ready to have my son, I kind of like had a moment where I sat down and just came came clean to my mom's about like all the shit in my life that I've done, like on some real shit. Like Ooh. I had to like I don't know why, just because in my head I was like, if I do this, maybe like I will be able to have like my children do this for me. I don't clean know. slate. Like, yeah, just clean slate shit like that you do me. when you're coming into parenting. So um, yeah, that that's something I had to explain to my mother. Like yo, I used to keep this in the house in this place and she was like what like <laughs> why did you have this in the house like what were you doing in your life that you needed these things and i was just like man you just find trouble to get into hey man but you that's can, the thing yeah you can do all that you want i'm still not telling my mama everybody got fucked in that back room yeah <laughs> i'm still not telling my mama that shit <laughs> you can come clean all the fuck you want <laughs> I'm not telling my mama <laughs> people got fucked in that back hey, room. I'm a, I'm a virgin, and you know about my back room. My, my body is my temple. I don't even know what this nigga talking about. I ain't fuck nobody nowhere. I'm not talking about you. I'm waiting till I marriage. I didn't say you. I didn't say you. <laughs> I got one son, and I'm waiting till marriage to have sex for the first time. <laughs> Figured out what else. <laughs> that back room, boy. The yeah. Wednesday night practices too, Talk boy. About, that, oh. that back room on that Wednesday night, on Ooh. that Wednesday afternoon, before pops get home from work. Sheesh. Oh Lord, the oh, niggas used to be like, "Yo, football was a six period too." So imagine niggas didn't even have to finish the whole day. Like niggas, be like, yo, we to, not. I used to, so people used to spend night at my house, and it'd be like my cousins or my family members and shit, right? And I like they'd be back there and they sleep in that bed, and I'd just be looking at them like, <sighs> I know what's happening? If man. you only know, yo. Let me tell you how this is a random ass. Let me tell you how I know you a stand up nigga, uh, and I don't know how long we are gonna do this for. We can probably end it. It's been like two hours it. now. Tell your last story. I'm gonna tell this last story. And this is how I know you a stand up nigga, and this is I guess this is a perfect way to end it. Um, I, I I was at work right, and I always tell people I work at Subway, but in reality I was at my real. <laughs> I, was at, I remember that shit. Yeah, I was at my real life job. And I'm not gonna say what it was, but somebody was there, and they were cleaning up. Oh, head black dude. And so this black dude asked me, he was, was, I was working in the same area he was working in. And um, he was like, yo, man, how you feel about that Nipsey Hussle thing? Now, we started talking about that, blase, blase, blah, asking my opinion. He was like, you a smart young cat, where you from? I'm like, you know, I'm from Compton, I'm from here, grew up in this area, blah, 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 ran with these niggas and all that. He's like, oh, that's what's up. He's like, what high school you went to? And so I told him, like, I went to Bellflower. Mm-hmm. He's like, you went to Bellflower? He's like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, what year? I'm like, I graduated 07. He was like, you know somebody named Jeremy Avery? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's my, that's my dog. Like, yeah. He's like, you know Denzel? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, Denzel, my dog, we go to the same barbershop. I seen him yeah. last week. He's like, what? He's like, he's like, you he's like, you know them? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, them, he's like, them my boys. I coached them at Pop Warner, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, my niggas. Like, he was like, yeah, when he was being in high school. I'm like, yeah, I used to know Jeremy. I used to know his whole little crew, him, Punch. He's like, you know Punch? I'm like, yeah. He like, yeah, man, Punch. We used to be with man. He, this one, he really got comfortable. He yeah, called him man. So, man. I, yeah, I know you Jeremy. Know he knows him. Man. Yeah, he know you, him if you know, call him man. Exactly. So, I know that's his nickname and shit. So, I'm like, oh, you called him man. Like, you know him. So, he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I coached him at Pop Warner and shit. He used to be with Punch. And, you know, he got a bunch of brothers and sisters at the party. I remember Punch be at the parties and shit. Yeah, that was his boy in high school. Man, with the bellflower. And it was just like this random 40-year-old, 50-year-old <laughs> black man who... New Germ was still so insistent upon like, nah, he was a good kid. I was his homeboy. He was stand up and da da da. Like, it's just a passing conversation, bro. And I guess yeah. that's just to like kind of I guess 
the 360 of tying this back into where we all just started with this and just um a salute to you man appreciate like it, salute to being solid bro to the point where like when your name echoes i've i've never come across a motherfucker that's ever had anything bad to say about you and i think that speaks volumes to you and I, I think that speaks to your character i think that speaks to the type of person you've been and what you put out there for people to receive and i i just appreciate this man i appreciate you continuing to be you with opportunities opportunities that you've provided me and the shit that we do together when we collab and put our brands together and just just to say thank you my nigga thanks for being a stand-up motherfucker man like your whole life like as long as i've known the motherfucker he's been stand up so that's 15 plus years so it's kind of hard to look at like to not acknowledge that so like salute to my g like respect to him man you know what i can i can honestly say is when i text you it's and this this is what says a lot to me when i text you it's never a who this nah the number is saved I appreciate the fuck out of that because sometimes I'm not gonna lie, like I'll get that, like, hey, who this? I have your number. Like and then not only that, I have a close friend of mine and it kinda bothers me a little bit because I was told one time by them it was uh you know, if I ever change my number or if you ever lost my number, he's he was like, If we ever come in, in crossing, like I don't care how close we are, he's like, Don't ask for my number. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of me now. And I was like, What? <laughs> what do you mean like no bro like we've been we've been through war together you know what i mean and i don't mean like war war but i mean like we've been through some shit yeah when you know as far as like bitches as far as maybe like a party you know what i mean like like support you know what i mean like like i've called you you've called me and like that really fucking bothered me and i was like there's really fucking people in this world that really feel that fucking way and i'm just like man so when i get a conversation cracking with somebody through text message and they automatically off top know who the fuck it is i'm just like okay that's somebody i fuck with i can pick up a conversation with you like it ain't shit i could pick up a conversation with cam like it ain't shit i could pick up a conversation with josh man well i talk to man like every fucking day blake like all my bros uh d anybody if i ever not talk to them for more than like five months even it's a oh what's good bro how you been what's cracking yeah it's a conversation that just picks up where it fucking left off you know what i mean and that's all i'm fucking looking for at this point i don't want to have to fucking fake the 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 niceness with anybody if just let me know where i stand if once i know where i stand cool then i'll treat it as such i'm not gonna i'm not trying to fight for nobody's uh uh, a relationship anymore you know what i mean i know where i stand with people Without a doubt, man, for me, bro, like I say, it's, it's, it's um, like I'm me. And anybody who's ever done something for me, anybody that's ever helped me, like I have no motherfucking problem saying thank you and, and making sure that you understand that like I'm here to repay that. And not because I feel indebted, just because like I genuinely appreciate some shit. And like this conversation, like this whole podcast started with a, a quick just fucking yo text at 12 o'clock and i'm like i had to tell my nigga like i understand that like the level of professionalism that punch conducts business with and i've been a part of like observing him conduct his business so i understand that but i have to let him know like bro it's me you talking to my nigga like fuck the political shit nigga tell me when and where i'm pulling up nigga like same as if we had an issue is the same thing if you need something bro like i'm pulling up i'm on site and i'm there and i'm like we gonna get it done so it's it's the same thing man and that comes from being a stand-up person and knowing that i it's 
I'm not losing nothing by doing that for you. I'm not going in turn when I have to call you. It's, it's just going to be that. And I can commend you and big you up all day, man. But I just truly want to say thank you. And this has truly been an honor and a appreciate privilege. Man. I'll I tell appreciate you, what, you man, having us. We're going to do it legit next time, bro. We're going to have all four of us. And we're going to have. I was going to say, was Oh, this, no, yeah, because that's legit? my dog right there, man. That's my hey, nigga right quick, there, bro. Quick, quick story about D. <laughs> And this 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 is this is what fucking sets shit off where that 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 you know what type of person D is. We're playing an alumni football game. Let's do it. D get the first pass thrown at him, wide the fuck open, trips over his size sixteen feet, <laughs> screams the whole game. If we would just pass me the ball, we'd be winning right now. I look over at EJ and I'm just like, Don't do it. Like D's my boy. But I know EJ. But I know EJ. And the first thing EJ go, man, if you don't shut the <laughs> fuck up, you ain't caught shit, nigga. <laughs> Cause it's the truth Like hey man Again I, I gotta live in my truth And D is my dog man Shout out Mustard Like that's a good nigga Right there man that's But true. You got size 16 feet You can't run nigga You can't run You need to be swimming right now How the fuck you gonna catch a pass You can't move your legs One foot in front of the other To be able to get the Fuck Fuck out of here nigga Fuck you Fuck you in them size 16 shoes I'm not throwing you shit but shout out to you though You're a good nigga man Yeah yeah We might meet up with him right now And smoke <laughs> Let's, Hey yeah man Shout out to the boy man <laughs> But nah It's been two hours This is like double the length Of a normal podcast I figure since both of us Doing it on a collab episode We should do like an hour a piece But uh, I feel like We can conclude it here I don't know about you For sure I'm good bro You got some shit TJ making booty calls And trying to find an anime to watch I think I'm going home A little bit <laughs> In that order yeah. Exactly yeah. But nah Um Gang shit my nigga Like um, Shout out to all the brands That fuck with us Like shout out your brands And shit Cause I'm really big On product placement Oh you so, want me to Oh hell yeah. yeah man Look check this out bro Shout out to Scoff.com Make sure you go on Thescoff.com Small circle of friends Fill up that cart bro Make sure you put the promo code Scoffffn To get that 10% off Also man Shout out Taste of the Pacific Perfect Fucking Filipino business bro They go out there They show up man They got the chicken skewers They got the pork skewers Short ribs Rice Oh shit Motherfucking Hey I'm legit interested Catering bro Oh shit Bomb Make sure you follow them At Taste underscore of Underscore the Underscore Pacific I know it's a little long But it's worth it Yeah I mean, a whole lot of gang shit. Y'all know what it is over on this bitch. Just a dope-ass podcast. Follow on Instagram, Snapchat, um, Dirty Laundry LA. Please follow on Instagram. Y'all ETN know what it LA. is. ETNN LA. Like, all the brands and all the gang shit that's involved. <laughs> hey, man, check I'm this out. I, I, know I, I know I don't show much interest, but I, su- I support the fuck out of Dirty Laundry. Hey, man, what's understood? They got to be explained, though, bro. Like, if a motherfucker don't know that, they not really paying look, attention, man, my look. nigga. Like, all this shit, gang shit, all this shit I'm tied be, in. I'm going to be real, man. The only reason why... I, I don't buy anything because they don't make nothing to my size. But other than but that, we gonna bro, fix <laughs> that. Hey, man, I'll be fighting for you. I got to get that order. I got the to put some three X's out there. <laughs> hey, man, look, I'll be fighting for you. KT out here size shaming, man. Hey, I, tell him, I tell him every I've been day. Telling, I told KT that for years. KT didn't even <laughs> used to make two X's. When I was big, like, I couldn't even get no dirty laundry. I, I had to lose I, weight to be able I, to get some dirty laundry. You know what I realized? I don't even need a two X, bro. I just be talking so much shit, and I got to wear it. Man, man, fuck you. That's what I said. I think I think punch can fit into a two X, man. We gonna get KT to make two, bro. Look, I'm not getting no two. If you need a three, I'm gonna get KT to make one three and get that to you, bro. Like, I was shooting for a two and realized I put the bitch on. I was like, I should probably got an XL. Like, I would, I could wear a medium, my nigga. Like me. 
So that's what I'm saying. <sighs> we gonna get it figured out because I know the nigga that owned Dirty Laundry. Shout out KT. I love KT. Uh, gotta love KT. Good nigga, man. So we gonna get that figured out. He we gonna cool, get punches man. from Dirty Laundry. We understand that he got a brand that he's an ambassador for and he support, but it's still a whole lot of gang hey, shit over here. I tell my you nigga, what, man. So look, we gonna get look, it working. I, I've always said this, and this is why I've had the people that I've had on on my podcast, the FMAD podcast, at the FMAD podcast. If I fuck with you, if I if I love you, if I know you, I'm gonna have you on, bro. And I can have two different fucking companies on. I have no problem with that. You wanna know why? Because I fuck with you. And I have no interest in trying to make any personal gain from it. All I'm trying to do is make sure that my boys is straight. And even if I don't talk to you that often, if you straight, then I'm happy. That's, That's it. all it is. Bars. That's it. A uh, bunch of gang shit, I'm dirty laundry until um Ain't no more me, so I fuck with all y'all other brands, but if you ain't cutting a big-ass motherfucking check, if you ain't giving me no money or a bunch of free clothes, um, then, yeah, my nigga. EJ need a care package. Yeah, I for sure do, my nigga. I'm not switching on nobody. My nigga on the gang is Dirty Laundry shit, my nigga, till it ain't no more. So anybody else that got it. Um, yeah, you put yeah. a lot on it. I just was going to say it's Dirty Laundry, and that's, that's about it. Nah, <laughs> I got to make sure niggas know I've been drinking. It's Dirty Laundry, and it's ET in LA. Like, I'm that's not, it. I'm on the gang. I'm not going to see me taking pictures of no more shit. We gone. Like, right. That's it.